Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Friday, Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn. We are rolling, rolling into the weekend, and we're gonna st- we're gonna be the the perfect appetizer for your great weekend. Hi, I, I never see you happier than when you utter the words "It's Friday." Oh, what a day! Uh, so, my want to hear my morning? All right, yeah, so yeah. so I'm up. I'm prepping the show. I'm doing my thing. Blah blah blah. My daughter yeah. uh, doesn't have a ride to work. My wife's not here. My son's already at work. My car's in the shop. Nothing major, just little little stuff. Tune up. Right, right. So we're trying to figure out. She's trying to reach out to a couple of friends. I couldn't get a ride, this and that. So I'm like, all right, what time do you have to be in? She's like, 1030. Okay. So I call up the mechanic. I'm like, hey, have you started working on my car yet? And he said, no, I haven't started yet. All right. I'm like, all right, let me just run. Thank God. I, it's only like a 10 minute walk from my house. Okay? Oh my goodness. <laughs> so I ran and I'm, I'm wiping off like soap because I just got out of the shower. So oh uh, I ran, I ran down there, I ran down to the mechanic, got the car. I said, I'll be right back. Uh, you know, with the car anyway. So I run down there, I get it. We, I scoop her, we go, I drop her at work, come back. Uh, and then I'm just like putting out fires left and right after that. So I finally, at like 11.45, I jump in the shower and shave in, in 10 minutes. That was an impressive feat. Uh, and here I am. So anyway, I got her to work. Got the car back there. It's being worked on right now. When I'm done the show with three, hopefully it'll be done. I'll go get my car. Pick run, back, later. run back to the mechanic. Run back to the mechanic, pick her up, uh, and then go from there. So, yes, that's where we are. It sounds like a D-gun type day. Oh, fun, fun. Yes. Oh, good. You know, it's amazing. It's amazing. Um when we get to our kids get to a certain age and you think they're going to become more independent and to a degree they are, but they still need mom and dad. Yep. You know, that is right. And you know, it's funny. It's funny when I tell my friends that they don't have kids, they're like, well, you know, if I were you, you should do this, that, and the other. No, that's easier said than done. Yeah. You know what? Um, I always tell people, you know, and a lot of my friends are the same way. When we came up, we had to be more like in my case, I moved away from home at 19. I've been on my own basically since I was 19. Right. 
So, you know, dad would send me a few bucks here and there, but for the most part, I had to figure it out for myself at school, mm-hmm. starting out a job on the West Coast, things like that. Yeah, you really became an adult at a young age. You had, you had to. You know, now your kids are more dependent on you for certain things. And it's a different economic time. You know, I, I get that. Right. Um, but as long as you walk this earth and are able, when your kids call, you go running. You, you're going to help your kids no matter what. That's what that's what a good parent does, you yep. know? Yep. You know, you, you might gr- you gravel under your breath and talk. You know, you ever find out when your kids get to a certain age, you talk to yourself more? Can't, <laughs> can't believe, can't believe this kid wants me to do this. I can't believe, are you yeah. kidding? Yeah, and you yeah. look around and you're like, I'm talking to myself again. You I know. know. I, t- I catch myself. I'm like, what, what, who am I talking? There's nobody else in the room. Like, yeah. what am I, what am I doing? Have I become that guy? So Adam, yes, it is. I don't know where you, we got the Stefan. So Robert Stefan Ellis, it is Patrick. Yes, just in case we're scoring at home. What's your middle name, Derek? John. Derek John. I like yeah. that, Derek John. All right. Yeah. By the way, what's up, Kevin? What's up, Forrest? What's up, Adam? What is up, Tyler? How you guys doing? Yeah. that was That's when you knew with mom and dad you were in trouble. When the middle name got worked in the equation, it was on. You you were you were in for it, most likely. Yeah. yeah. Now, and I will say this also, you know, my parents, you know, I, I, I lost my mom when I was 19, so yeah. – um, my dad did what he could, you know, he still had to work. He was working as a foreman for American Motors, which is Chrysler. Um, you know, my brother was 15 and a half, so he was still in the high school and right. still in high school. And dad did what he could, you know, yeah. but for the most part, it made me grow up quicker. You know, luckily, when my mom was still alive at an early, she taught us how to cook basic foods and taught, taught me how to sew stitch. I can sew a, a regular stitch and clothing and stuff in a tear. It makes it look like you can't even see it unless you look up close. Nice. That's awesome. That's a really good skill to have. Yeah. You know, just little things like that, you know, and learn they how to iron. Money. Yeah. I can't, to this day, my wife and kids still laugh at me because when I get my stuff back from the dry cleaner, I still iron it. I don't like the way they put the creases and certain things. I still iron all my stuff. It could be pants. It could be shirt. Whatever the case may be, I still put it uh, the way I like it. I don't like. I don't want to look like Hashimoto with the you know with the point on the shoulder where it's been hanging. So yeah, I, I know. Out, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get all. I get all. This, and, you know, and they starts them. You get it like here if, if yeah, it's been sitting you know. on a hanger too long. Yeah. Sometimes yep. you start shirts, man. You can stand them up by themselves in a corner. So yep. I loosen them up so they don't look as stiff. Yeah. You know. My but, mom. Know. My mom. If she ironed like pants, like dress pants back in the day, I'm telling you. You you could like slice onions with that with that crease that you would put in there, man. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, oh my god, man! It was you could cut somebody. My, my wife would always tell me, you know what? You iron better than dry cleaners. You know, I'm like, I, it's just a certain way I like certain things. Barrett's a good ironer, if yes. there's such a word. Well, how many times do we have to see him oh. in his office a half hour before a show? We would yeah. walk in right every every day at the at NBC Sports Philadelphia, and if Barrett was in that day, invariably. He'd have the, he'd have his iron out. He'd have the ironing board out, and he'd be doing his shirts or you know not usually pants, but usually shirts. He'd be yeah. always always See, that was his thing. And I would always I said, why don't you iron your stuff the night before or yeah. in the morning before you come here? Yeah. Because he didn't usually come in till the afternoon. Right. You know, I don't know. Yeah, he never he never had an answer. It's yeah. just like at some point you just accept that it just is what it is. <laughs> yeah, I'm the kind of person, Rob. I don't care if it's if it's casual clothing or dress clothing. Yeah. Every day I put I put my stuff out. I lay what I'm going to wear out, you know. Or either if it's real wrinkle, I iron it the night before, so that way I can hit the ground running, shower, take care of the dogs, feed the dogs, let them out in, you know, get dressed, do what I got to do. Yeah, I always do stuff the day before, you know. Even when I pack to go places, I'll pack days before I go. My wife likes to pack, and she's always busy. Up, I, I got to give her that. But I she'll pack at the last minute. See, I like to pack ahead of time because. 
I'm always adding or deleting something when I'm pre preparing. But right. even now at this stage, I always, I always pack early. I iron way before, you know, even if it's just a pair of jeans and a t-shirt, I'll lay it out across the tub in the bathroom and, you know, take the shower, get ready, hit the ground running. Boom. I'm ready to go. I'm not looking. Okay. I don't I want to wear this. I, no. I'm, I go where whenever I I'm going ready. Like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I, that's just the way I am, but Hey, whatever works for anybody, you know what I mean? Different strokes for different folks. That's for sure. And, you know, Adam's exploits. I have a, I have a big steamer also. Uh, steamer. Yeah, they're good. Steamers are great. They're good, but they, and, and see, I'm the kind of person I'm slow and methodical with it. And I'm sitting there going, this is, this is taking too long for me, you know, especially with stuff like curtains and, mm -hmm. or, you know, like if you're ironing, a, 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 if you're steaming a wrinkle out of a certain shirt that you don't yeah. really need to iron, it's like, yeah, this is too long. That's too much. You know, I'd rather just hit the iron. Boom, boom, boom. I know my style. I know what creases I want. I'm done. Yep. You know, steaming is like. It, it's, it's, it's definitely. It's all, the other move is you could do two things. One, if something's a little bit wrinkled, I'm not talking crazy wrinkled, but a little bit wrinkled, you could hang it up in the shower while you shower. The steam will help that a little bit if you do that. Or you throw it in the dryer for a, just a little teeny bit, not real long where it shrinks up, but, but it'll get some of the wrinkles out of there too. There, there are a couple little tricks of the trade. You can, yeah, you can also yeah. do, but well, there you go. Uh, there's our public service for the, for the day. Um, Phillies dropped two out of three gunner uh, to the brew crew. I know you were shedding a tear there. You were, your, 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 your squad. I have nothing to say. Okay. Uh, it was, what did, we you say, what did you say to me last night? You suck. I said you suck. Yeah, you I, I hit you with a, it. We're talking about a poor loser. I wow. Know. It was like a three-year-old response. <laughs> I, I, admittedly. Um, Gunner was, uh, yeah, he was gloating a little, and I hit him with a you suck. So um, Gloating? Me? Gloating. Yes, that was you. You were no. gloating. Gloating? Yes. yes. No. Um, so uh, they lose to out of the and, – and we got off – so we were on for almost – the games go so fast now – Back in the day, we'd see at least an hour of the game. We got off the air at three, and it was just about over. It was the ninth. <clears throat> but a listless ninth. Uh, I don't know. It was a weird last two games for the Phillies. I, I the, the whole Harper thing was still strange to me. What went down there? We don't know what the at-bat was, why he didn't play first base. They're still talking about him playing first base to, in this series. I don't know. Anyway, so they lose two out of three. They're in Cleveland tonight. This is not a good Cleveland team. They should be able to take at least two out of three from them. Uh, the Indians, jeez, the Guardians, sorry. I know it's not the Indians anymore. The uh, the Guardians uh, enter play 47-49, so they're two games under 500. Here's what's crazy. They're two games under 500, and they're only two games back for that division. Yes. The AL Central stinks. It's the, it's the Twins at 50 and 48, then the Guardians, then the Tigers, then the White yeah. Sox, then the Royals. Terrible yeah. division. Terrible. Hey, think um, about being in the AL East. You're two, three games above 500, and you're in last place like the Yankees are. It's crazy. Yeah, like Baltimore's 22 games over 500. Just to put Unbelievable. It and now Tampa is is the is in the wild card now. Yes, Tampa's 20 games over 500. They're in second place. They're a game back. Yeah, a game back. So Yankees, um, Yankees are 50 and 47. And they're nine and a half games out. They're in last place in their division. It's unbelievable. unbelievable. Yeah, loaded. It's loaded there. Um, all right. So beyond that, Harden Harden's checking every box of the playbook of what you do to get out of a place. So he uh, removed all of all of his Sixers, any kind of Sixers um, pictures, uh, references, etc. He scrubbed oh, that from the social media. This, this, uh, this is this is what you do. Then you put a weird cryptic tweet out. You know, been comfortable for too long, time to get uncomfortable or something to that effect. So this is this is what you do. You do those things. 
you leak where you want to go, you know, etc. Look, this is only a matter of time, and it's going to come down to how much the Sixers are going to give, how much the Clippers are going to give on what their initial asks are. That's where we are at this point in time. But this is only a matter of time. It's inevitable. I think the more go. the more he puts out indirect things like this, Rob. I think it it, it hurts it hurts the Sixers' um, position in terms of bargaining to get as much as they can because teams are looking at this. Well, how desperate are you to get rid of them? Yeah, you, know, you, you. I think you know. If anything, I wish Harden's representation or somebody, if 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 he still has obviously his relationship with Maury is strained. But if he has any kind of relationship with anybody in the front office of the Sixers that he respects, I wish they could get to him and tell, would you just please not say anything, not do anything? If yeah. you want to move, if you want to get out of here, you're killing us here in terms of what we can get for you yeah, you know, um, or where we can send you. Because some teams have to think, because of his track record, I don't want any parts of James Harden here. We got a good chemistry here. We got a good locker room, a good nucleus. We right. don't need this here. We don't need a malcontent. What if he comes here and does the same thing and disrupts what we're trying to do? Mm-hmm. Okay. Great point. Yeah, it's you a know. great point. Yeah, you're all you're doing is hurting yourself. If you if your objective is to get out of there, just lay low. But you know they don't. They don't. I mean, they, they, it, it's it's worked for a lot of guys to be very very uh, loud. Let, let's just say that. So we'll we'll get into the Sixers uh, in a little bit. So the Commanders sale has been approved to Josh Harris and his group. I want, to, I want to ask the, the chat something, and I'll, I'll bounce it off you too, Derek. So Josh Harris now owns uh, the the Commanders, the Devils, two teams that are the direct rivals with Philadelphia teams. Devils, obviously, with the Flyers, Commanders with the Eagles. Does it bother you as a Philadelphia sports fan that he owns those entities? doesn't bother me. Okay. Because from a business perspective, if I was in that position with the opportunity to do what he does, I would do the same thing. Mm-hmm. I would do the same thing. As much as I love sports, if I can honestly own pieces of various teams, and I understand it, it seems like a conflict of interest, but you know, when you look at the Washington team, he's from Virginia. You know, um, maybe it's a lifelong dream of his. You know, hey, I'm sorry, it's in the same division as a team. I own a, a basketball team, but this is like a lifelong dream for me. You know, mm-hmm. and to be able to buy that team. You know, if you got six billion dollars to buy a team. Buy what you want, man. Do what the heck you want. Why? Does it bother you? I, I yeah, like I'm, let me put it to you this way. If there is a scenario where um Washington this year beats the Eagles and I gotta look at a cutaway of Josh Harris smirking in a in a in a booth, yeah, it bothers okay. me. Okay. It does. It does. Now That's a valid it, it, point. yeah, is it the end all be all? No, no, but it's a it's a you know, it's it's an annoyance. I, I would put it that way. Like if it was the Chargers, for example. Would it bother me as much? I don't think it would. I think it's because it's so close to home. And I get it. He's from Washington, the area, the D.C. area. He That was his home. That was the team he rooted for. I get all that. I understand that, that that's the team you want. But it does. Yeah, it does bother me. Uh, and, it, and I know it sounds petty, but, you know, when it comes to sports, pettiness is okay. But you know what? You know what, Rob? We see so many billionaires now buying multiple teams on multiple platforms. You know, you look at Cron- Stan Kroenke. You know, there's a lot of guys out there that are buying soccer teams, lacrosse teams, baseball teams, pieces of this, pieces of that, you know. But they're like, I know it's the rival thing that bothers me more than anything else. It really is. Like, I don't care that he owns a European soccer team. I don't care that he had, I didn't even care that he had a piece of the Steelers, to tell you the truth. I really didn't. Even though it's in state and all that, I didn't didn't care. 
Uh, but anyway, I just throw well, it. See, Chuck, uh, Chuck, Chuck Hutton here has an interesting comment. He says, I'm bothered, can't really quantify why. Mm -hmm. And see, you know, you had a definitive answer, but I believe there's a lot of people that could fall under that umbrella. Yeah, it bothers me, but I just can't pinpoint why. Okay, you know? so yeah, Father Sean says it doesn't bother me as much uh, as some. If he was a Philly guy doing that, it would. Uh, that's, like, that's a okay. good point. Okay, that's a valid point. You know, um, Adam, yeah, Adam. So Adam says, how much magic put in the purchase? I don't know what he put in the purchase, but uh, he is definitely a part of the conglomerate for sure. And uh, interestingly, and we'll talk about this a little bit later in the show, but magic was on um, the Today Show uh, on, on is that what it's called? Their, whatever their morning show. Is that today? Yeah, uh, I think uh, so. On NBC. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he was on he was on NBC uh, this morning and. He said they may change the name again, which I think is brilliant. Like to me, I'm serious. I, I would, I would want to just wash away everything that was associated with Daniel Snyder as much as possible. And it yes. was his idea yes. to change that to the command. I, I'm telling you, man, I would, I would, if I'm them, I'm putting in for a name change. I, I, I get, get the stink of him off of them. Now it may take a year or two. You know how slow the process is. It may take a year or two before you can change it because Washington went through a whole season yep. with just the name Washington. Yes, the Washington, you know, football, Washington team. football team. Yes, and of course, and of course, W WTF. You know, you know how the people who were. Oh Washington yeah. Oh played, yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, see, there we go. We call them WTF. Yep. See. Mm -hmm. Um, I I couldn't agree more. If I was and speaking of Magic, Magic now owns pieces of four different teams. You know, so there are a lot of guys that are in position financially to do these things. Mm -hmm. I, you know, Matt, Magic's from Michigan. How do you think Detroit fans feel about you know him buying into a Washington franchise? Yeah, that that's different. That doesn't matter. They don't care. Well, about that. Magic, know, Magic but, played but, at Michigan State. He's been in LA for forty five years. Oh, I, mean, I know. No, but but, but um, if 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 Josh Harris was from Philly, I think that the public outcry would be more valid. Yeah. But because he's from Virginia, right down the road, grew up watching that team, I have no problem with him buying a team. I understand it's in the same division. I get it. You make a valid point, though. If you see him up, if Washington's beating the Eagles, make a big play, you see him up in the press box in his private suite high-fiving, you know, people. And, you know, wait a minute. This dude owns the Sixers. Right. They'll stick in your craw if you're Philadelphia in a little bit. I yeah. get it. Yeah. Yep, for sure. All right. Um Here's the question. Oh, by the way, rest in peace, Tony Bennett, uh, 96 years old. You know, yeah, what, what, a, what an incredible career that I mean, he spent eight decades, Derek, eight. Uh, yeah. Un, like one of the all time voices we've ever in, in the history of life. I mean, yes. Tony Bennett. And he was he was a real nice, a real gentleman. Like he 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 was from, yeah. from everything you read in here. He was a guy who always looked out for people and. Anyway, he he had a hell of a run. He had Alzheimer's, unfortunately, the last few years, and uh, but was still up until two years ago, still singing, still on stage, still still knew the lyrics to his songs. Yeah, crazy. In his nineties, singing. Yeah, yeah. He was he did albums, duets with Lady Gaga. Still, I mean, he was still very relevant, up even in his you know in his early nineties. So anyway, rest in peace, uh, one of the Alzheimer's. Um, all right, so here's the Eagles question I have for you. Uh -huh. um, uh, uh, you have to choose one game on the road and one game at home that you would you would go to. Okay, Ooh. here's the road games: New England, Tampa, L.A. Rams, Jets, Washington, Kansas City, Dallas, Seattle, New York Giants. That's road. Let's start there. All right. So now I, you can look at it a couple different ways. One, what's the best matchup? 
Two, do I want to get out and go to L.A. for a little while and get some nice weather and or Tampa? Maybe. You know, fun tailgate, cool place to go. Seattle's yep. a cool place to yep. see if you haven't seen Seattle. So it, it depends how you want to break it down, a geography or just team or whatever appeals to you. So let, let's start with the road game that you would most covet there, Derek. Oh, it has to be Kansas City. Mm-hmm. I want to see the rematch between these two. Yep. And I fully expect both of those teams, when they meet in week 11, I expect both of those teams to be at the top of their divisions. And what a showdown it's going to be on a Monday night. Um, plus, you know, I love Kansas City barbecue. Oh, I would I would yeah. have a barbecue meat sweat weekend. I told you I did that once when I was traveling with uh, John Clark and our photographers, Jerry Hines, mm-hmm. um, uh, Tom Kretschmer and Brian Spielman. We did the meat sweat weekend in Kansas City. one year. <laughs> meat we went, sweat weekend. Oh, yeah. We went to three different barbecue spots in a span of uh, like 18, 19 hours. Uh, when we got to Kansas City on a Saturday, we went to a place for lunch. Okay. Then later that night, we went to another place for dinner. And then the following night after the game, we went to another barbecue place. Uh, we ended up with Gates the last night, mm-hmm. my favorite. Um, so I would go to Kansas City and have barbecue meat sweats all weekend. But okay. to see that rematch between Mahomes and, and Jalen Hurts, you know, and fully seeing both of them to be at the front forefront of their divisions, that would be my road game. There's no question about that one. Uh, yeah, look, I, I, I'd love to be a contrarian. But I want to see Kansas City too, and, yeah. and it's not—it's yeah. not like the the added bonus is the is the barbecue and all that kind of stuff for sure. But you know, just from a game standpoint itself, what adjustments do the Eagles make to counter some of the things that Kansas City did? What's KC do to the Eagles differently? You know, just Andy and Sirianni. I thought I thought Andy got the best of them in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, I want I want that game. I want to be at that game. I want to be at that electric atmosphere. You know, I think is it a Monday night or a Sunday? It's it's a night it's a game. Monday, it's a Monday night. Arrowhead Stadium is one of the top three loudest stadiums in the NFL. Right. Bar none. They, yeah. That place is loud. So you know yeah. you're going to have a strong contingent of Eagles fans there. But Kansas City, that's that sea of red in Kansas City, that thing, that stadium is like a, a space shuttle. It's so big. <laughs> um, and, you know, in, 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 from what we do, like down in the tunnels is outdated, antiquated, stuff like that. But from yeah. just a game ambiance perspective, there's no question. I want to be, I want to be at that Kansas City Eagles game. Yep. All right. Interesting one from Kevin. I want us to win against New England. I'm saying. I'm assuming that's team the game he wants to go to. Just to watch Bill and Brady pout. You remember it's Brady. We're honoring Brady <laughs> yeah. that night and Belichick. That would be pretty sweet though, Derek. To stick it to them on Tom Brady night. That yeah. would be pretty sweet yeah. to be at that one. You know, watch them filing out like oh, these guys again. That would be pretty cool. Um, all right, so that's your that's your road. Let me go with your home. Uh, Vikings, Whoa. Washington, Miami, Dallas, San Fran, Giants, Cardinals. I tell you what, Rob, it's hard to pass up Aaron Rodgers coming to the link. Uh, I'm sorry. No, that's not. No, you're at that one. Yeah, that's that one's not, there. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I would love to see – Tyree up close and personal with Tua and Jalen Waddle against this defense. I would love to see Josh Allen come here with Stefan, you know, um, Diggs, but I'd have to say it's that 49ers game. And I want Brock Purdy to 100% healthy for the entire game. If yes. the Eagles beat them again, I don't want to hear anything from San Francisco ever again about losing because you didn't have a quarterback. <laughs> you were down to your running back, running the wishbone. Uh-huh. I want them 
to be in full strength when they come here. I want to see the 49ers defense against the Eagles offense. I want to see this Eagle, this revamped Eagles offense attacking uh, Brock Purdy in that offense. That's the game I want to see. I don't know that I could say it any better than that. I, I honestly don't know that I can say it any better. <laughs> I mean, seriously, you just hit a home run. I'll just pick up on what you said. The, what, what was perfection about what you said is I want I'm with you. I was going to say the same thing. I want Purdy. Not, not saying that I don't want the Eagles to sack him and hit him and all that, but I want him to get through the whole game so there's no more crying, okay? No more excuses, no nothing. You just came yep. in and you lost, okay? Yep. That's it, and we don't have to deal with this anymore until the Eagles beat him in the playoffs. But, no, I'm with you uh, in that sense. Like, of, of course, I would love to see Dallas. Of course, like, there's great games. You this can get Miami. You can Buffalo. get Buffalo. You, you could get Dallas. I mean, look, you can't go wrong with, with these home games. Minnesota's fun to watch. I, I want to see, see one of the Eagles' front four standing over Purdy and yes. looking at his face mask and tell him, you look pretty good spitting our grass right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, 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 would, I would enjoy that. I, Hassan Reddick maybe again saying, hey, remember me? Uh, hi. Hi, how are you? Hey, exactly. hey Kyle. Kyle, you going to put a tight end on me? Oh, good, good. I will, so we'll, I'll meet yeah. you at the same place, your quarterback. Good. That works for me. Um, no, but I, I that would that's the got to be the one. I mean, there's been so much nonsense yes. with, the, with the Niners, folks, that it's got to be the Niners. And I, I would yeah. almost never put a game ahead of the Cowboys, but I would this time. Wow. So, so yeah. if the Niners were not on the schedule, who would be your game? Dallas. I would. Here's what I would go, Derek. Dallas. Derek. Okay. Dallas I would go Dallas and then Miami. I like seeing Ooh. seeing the the Tyreek Hill Jalen Waddle show up close and personal and just seeing what the Eagles this is where we're gonna find a lot out about the side. Like, how are you containing this? Ooh. What are you doing here with this thing? Yeah, and and look, you know, the Eagles pass rush on Tua. I don't I'm not looking for Tua to get hurt. I'm just saying, you know, that's gonna be something else to watch. But I think I would probably rank them San Fran Dallas, Miami, Buffalo. If I had to bring, if I ranked them, it would be San Fran, Miami, Buffalo, Dallas. That's pretty good. I can get, I can get to Dallas. You know, it's good. You know what Dallas? It's it just mentioning Dallas. How it, it gets the hair on the back of Eagles fans next yeah. uh, standing up. Yeah. That was that was good. But because the other ones are such a novelty, it doesn't happen often. Right. You know, you you don't get to see Miami, uh, this version of Miami coming to the link, uh, loaded like this, and, and they got a good defense. You don't get it's not often you get to see Josh Allen coming to the link. Oh, it's yeah. true. It's so, true. So yeah. and, you know it, it, it's 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 not often you know. So as much as I can't wait to see that first, uh, that I can't wait to see Dallas come. And I believe yeah, Dallas comes here first before the Eagles go there. Okay, as much as I I, I anticipate that Dallas meeting, dude, the novelty of having the likes of Miami, San Francisco, and Buffalo come here. To me, that that just jack that just gets me jacked up even more. Yeah, I'm with you. You're season ticket holder, man. You're in for some fun. Oh my goodness, some fun. You, I mean, think about it, Rob. How often do you have a loaded schedule like this, both home and away? Yeah. When you think about, you're playing Aaron Rodgers, Tua, Dak Prescott, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Brock Purdy, and 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 a revamped Geno Smith all in one season. Woof. Yeah, it's it's gonna be one of those years. It's gonna be one of those years. And don't forget about Kirk Cousins, who's one of the best regular season quarterbacks out there. He is, according to Patrick Mahomes, he's the most underrated quarterback in football. We'll we'll dig into that too a little bit later. All right, let's. uh, Yes, 
Let's hit a uh, timeout. We're going to come back. Uh, looking forward to, to, to hanging out with our, our guest, Chris. Uh, Chris Franklin joins us from NJ.com. We'll talk birds with Chris. Get set, get set because we're close, Derek. We are four days out. Four yeah. days out. Yeah. I, I, don't man me. No, it's uh, yeah. how dare you. All right, let's see, get a timeout. Give me two days before the regular season. You, you, you. I, what do I, I, you know what? I, I, if, don't make me come over there. Okay? <laughs> All right, let's get a timeout. Let's talk to Chris when we come back. He's Derek Gunn. I'm Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, let's talk Bravo Pizza. It's Friday. I don't know about you. I will be there later. Uh, I will be at Bravo Pizza of Havertown getting myself an upside down. I'll go upside down. Uh, my daughter likes the uh, chicken, chicken Caesar salad. So we'll, well, that's, that's probably the uh, direction that we'll go a little bit later, but I've been going there since I was a kid. They've been family owned since 1985. Alex and the crew offer 20 different styles of pizza. They have slices to go as well. Uh, they have the, you name it, they'll make it. That's pizza by request, specialized your way. Not just pizza, fresh pasta, sandwiches, salads, wings, you name it, wraps, they have it all. But they're also very committed to the community. They have fundraisers for charities, schools, little leagues, where the proceeds go to those organizations. You can follow them at the Bravo Pizza of Havertown on Instagram and Facebook for daily specials and promotions. They are located at 1305 Westchester Pike, Manoa Shopping Center in Havertown. 1305 Westchester Pike, Manoa Shopping Center, Havertown. Give them a call, 610 646-3810, 610-446-3810, Bravo Pizza of Habertown. Take a look. Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV. Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. For the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. 
Go with trust. And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to look. Fake a mom. Mama, go. Oh, mama! She did it. Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. E A G L E S. Eagles. Back. Happy Friday, everybody. Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Do us a favor. Hit that like button, my friends. Uh, all right. Joining us now, uh, does an awesome job covering the birds uh, for NJ.com, among other outlets. You can follow him on Twitter at C Franklin News. That would be Chris Franklin. Chris, welcome to the show, my man. How you doing? Hey, doing great, guys. It's Friday. It's a beautiful day. They actually saw the sun. It's not raining as much now. It's perfect. How are you guys doing? Good, good, good. Hey, good. hey Chris, yeah. Chris, put 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 a proper spin on this. You're a seasoned vet of training camps. Uh, yeah, Rob yeah. Ellison and I have had this. He know. See, Chris knows where I'm going. I know <laughs> where you're going. <laughs> Rob, Rob, Mr. Happy, Happy. You know, happy, happy Gilmore is so excited about seeing the players. <laughs> Gilmore. Walk out on the field and high-five the fans and go out and work up 55 minutes of sweat. You know, you know my stance, Chris. I can care less. I can't wait for the rest of the season. You know, where do you stand on training camps? I get excited to see the rookies that are coming in. You kidding me? Yes, I like this part. <laughs> yes. I, I want to see the ones that are looking. I want to see somebody who hits somebody too hard. Next thing you know, there's fights because the rookie's trying to prove his point. I want to see the 89th guy on the roster make a play and, and express it. And I won't go so far as say, you know what? He's going to be the next starter in three years. Like that. But, man, it's fun. Take that, Derek. <laughs> Take that. Thank you, Chris. Oh, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm never going to ask you to be on this show again. <laughs> As I say, I had a good time. Uh, I enjoy talking to everybody. You know. <laughs> hey, Chris. Before we do get to the Eagles and, and training camp, I know you, you got a chance to get away a little bit. Give me give me the highlights, man. Give me the highlights of the trip. For the first time in 30 years, my family and I we we all went on a cruise and, and to see the Caribbean. It, it was weird. We got to go to Bahamas and Grand Turk. Got to see the 50th anniversary of the Bahamas, which was cool. Damn. It was weird being away from the phone, mm. and, and you know what? I got addicted to it. It was like, and it came back, to, came back on land, like, boop, 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 boop. and this was kind of, hey, like, oh, no, I got to start going again. So I'm looking to buy a week now, like, you know what? But it was a lot of fun, you know, start seeing that Caribbean water and seeing the fish actually swim around. You is, I feel, I, I feel relaxed. <laughs> it's that weird. Light blue, the light blue water, man. Yeah, yeah. nothing like it. How long, how long were you out on the water? Five days. 
five days of seeing and seeing some of the sightseeing, like it, it, the still, there's something about being on a ship at night around like 11, 12 o'clock, and there's like you're it's just the boat, the ocean. It's just, uh, I found peace. I, I sound like before it's gone. I think I found peace, but yeah, I feel, I feel like I did when I was out there. Chris, Chris is like, I'm, I'm out. Man. <laughs> I just saw, I saw the light blue again. Like, oh no, back raining and raining. Uh, and say Wataneo, baby. Yeah, he's out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. All right, well, um, let, let's let's bring you back to reality for for a second here. Um, right. What did you make of, of CJGJ's comments? Because I felt like. Got pretty good fan support here, man. I, like, I get it. A few people were mad that he went to the Lions, you know, whatever. But I mean, for the most part, you know, I mean, Eagles fans wanted this guy here badly, wanted him to stay. It's weird. I didn't foresee that coming. I don't know if it's like you know, you, you're it's the ex that's going elsewhere and sees you having fun, and the next thing you know, you're like, oh, um, well, I can't have let the man see this going on. That it was weird because you look at it, like he endeared himself to the fans when he was here. The fans loved him. They're trying to really get. They were basically being another agent for him to make sure that he was back to sign. I mean, it was looking to the point if the Eagles signed him, you wouldn't have Bradbury or Slay. They would like them that much. So, it's it, I didn't foresee it that something like that happening. He's calling him obnoxious. I thought that was kind of like, well, I, th- th- there's some segments that are some part of every fan base are, but not enough that was like it's there's like probably like five percent that are, but. Right. Most of the people that were behind him, it was weird. It was yeah. really weird. Very strange. Um, the way I look at it, I understand his frustration, but his frustration should not be with the fan base. It should be, if anything, with the organization and his agent. If he really wanted to be here that bad, um, then 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 direct your ire towards whether it was the Eagles front office that may have lowballed you, thought you were going to get a little bit more, or your agent for not being able to get the job done. But for him to lash out at the fan base that truly supported him, screaming for him to come back, he was at the top of their offseason priority list. I'm talking about the fan base. And for him to just spew venom like that, man, I mean, let's just say he won't be coming through the Philadelphia doors anymore. (laughs) Now you kind of wish that if the Lions make the playoffs, the Eagles make the playoffs, what – Especially if they host it here in Philadelphia, what that reaction would be. He probably would have got being one of the few people that actually got like a – like an applause or the, the courtesy cheer. Now, yeah, right. He would have. Ooh, it's gonna. <laughs> if there's a say wild card round, divisional round between the Eagles and Lions, that's gonna be must see TV. There's no question about it. All right, of, of that side, linebacker or safety, which one concerns you more? For me, it's linebacker. Okay, I, it's, that, that, that's for me. I look at safety and I, I figure like the way that the league is going right now with all the positionalist secondary people, safeties playing in the slot and corners, stuff like that, and vice versa. I think you have enough guys now where you look at this, the cornerback positions loaded. And so it's deep there. Safety, you got a little concerned, but you can, you know, you can move some guys around. But look at, look at linebacker. N'Kobe Dean, I think he has the instincts. I think he has the intuitiveness to play that position and play well. He's got those defensive tackles in front of him. So that definitely helps. I mean, when you have besides Jordan Davis, Jalen Carter, to take up to the offensive lineman, so on the kind of level when he's blocking one on one, I think that helps him out a lot. But he's still improved. He's never started in this league. And you also look at you got Nicholas Morrow, lighter guy on that side. And then there's the talk of well, you know, maybe Christian Ellis comes in and unseats him. And it, it, the fact you don't have like your surefire, you're not completely sold on your weak side linebacker right now. Like that's not good either. So I look at that second level, and that's where I think they're the biggest questions lie for this team. 
Do you think that the the young kids on the back end, whether it's Kelly Ringo, Sidney Brown, um, and obviously it's too early to tell, but do you think they can give them immediate help or, or is it a slow, gradual process in terms of transitioning these guys? I mean, I know people are thinking that Reed Blankenship could be pushed, but for the most part, do you think it'll take a l- little bit longer uh, for these guys to adapt to the pro style? I think for me, safety for me, look, at it as one of the toughest positions, I think, especially trying to learn everything just because you're using so many different things. If you're a cornerback, like, all right, I'm on the outside for the most part. I know the things, but safety, you can use so much. So I can see it, them being gradually brought in, especially Sidney Brown. I think they're really high on him. Mm-hmm. So they don't, and they don't want him to say, I don't, for say, I don't, and I don't know what his confidence or anything like that, that. They don't want him to lose his confidence because he's getting beat after beat over time, 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 trying to learn what's going on and learn from his mistakes. So I look at that, and I think that's where I worry. Ringo intrigues me a lot because I look at his size. I look at his physicality. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, he's out there trading Buda Baker. I wouldn't be surprised they try to use him like a hybrid type deal. I was like, we were talking about CJGJ. I wouldn't be surprised they try to say, take little elements of that and try to use him as well, too. But with like that stuff, it takes time. So. Over a while, I think I'd be intrigued, but I think they bring him along slowly, and then who knows? Maybe Brown. I think Brown would be the one. And Ringo would be the one who's the impact, and we could see him a lot more early in the season than regular season. One guy I'm really intrigued by, Chris, is is Nolan Smith, and you know I I know he fell a little bit you know further than people anticipated, and it, it worked out for the Eagles. I swear, I think they wanted to trade that 30th pick away, but he got too close for them to do it. Um, just simply because his production was there, he's he can also play the run. I don't think he's one-dimensional, but, man, he just feels like a good fit for what they do, especially considering how they've utilized, I think, gotten the best out of Hassan Reddick. Yeah, and when you look at the depth they have now on that edge, I think he had, he gives you another bullet in the gun for the edge for when it comes to the pass rush. Because I hate when they use the term Ben. I use Ben Bibbing as a draft time. You're like, all right, no. When we're looking at OTAs, you see it in the way he's able to contort his body around, and it's tough for those offensive linemen to get down to him. And that quickness he has, I think he could be a real problem at times. I really do. Mm-hmm. Would I like to see him a little bulk up a little bit? Maybe add a couple like five, two pounds? Yeah, they're probably doing that right now as we speak. Ted Rath and those guys are trying to probably get him his weight there. But I think when you look at this toughness, technically sound, he's right. I, the one thing that I had questions with the Eagles defensive ends and, and, and edge rushers over the past couple of years, it seems like they're so – help on rushing from the outside, they rush too far upfield, and we see the wide receiver, right, the end arounds, the counters and stuff, and they're out of position. One thing I've seen about him so far is that he he still is able to get quick to scale field, but he controls – it's a controlled rush where he makes sure nothing gets outside his outside arm. So I look at that, and I think there's a lot of good stuff that he's shown so far, and he could be integral in this for the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. You know, Chris, when you look at the defensive line personnel, the storylines are incredible across the board. Um, Brandon Graham, 35 years old. Can he achieve double-digit sacks again? Fletcher Cox, 32-33. Can he hold up? The infusion of Jalen Carter. Can Josh Sweat get double-digit sacks again? When you look at the D-line personnel, which one individual intrigues most? For me, and, and this is – when it not even has to do with sacks, it's Jordan Davis. Because I yep. look at him because he, he's going to be the one that's going to have to make sure those other guys are able to get those other double-digit sacks. I think because if he, I, I, Hassan Rice is going to get his. He's, we all know he's going to get his no matter what with that. But I think when you have him in the middle ticket too, and you got Jalen Carter going one-on-one against somebody, you, you can't slide the line really to either side to cover it, to, to block these guys. Yep. 
So if you're going five man and you don't have that in, that push in the middle, then you can worry about doing some other things to to clog everything up. So I think when you look at Jordan Davis, he's going to have to be the one that steps up and improves this year in order for the rest of those guys to really get those numbers. If he doesn't, they'll it, it won't it'll definitely no one be anywhere near the seventy sacks they had, and I don't think you'll see anywhere they'll, they'll probably be around the forty five fifty. So his role in that at that nose is going to be integral. What do you uh, is in terms of like reps, Chris, for Jordan, is it are they looking at it like you know what last year? Yeah, you got your feet wet, but now we're going to need you to be almost an every down tackle. Are they looking at it that way, or how do you think they view his role in terms of? I know they like the rotations all all across the, the board, but will he play a ton more? You think than he played last year? I would think he. I think he does. I think they saw what happened when they had Fletcher on the field too long. Especially if they lose that Houston game, or whatever. So we played like seventy some snaps. I think they think I think especially for first and second down, they want him to be more consistent, and he needs to stay healthy because we saw what happened when he left out for those four or five games. What happened? You, you saw that. So I think the way you look at the first and second down, they want him to be more consistent in that aspect to allow him to do his thing in that because when he was getting banged up, we can see it. They they had to get Linval Joseph, and you saw what happened over time. Linval started to overtake him at times when it comes to the snack house, even when, when Jordan came back too. So it's more for him. It's more about consistent. It's more about consistency. It's more about keeping in shape that he has to do. And I think that's the, once he gets that down, then he'll be all right. Chris, I think the one thing that was so alarming to me uh, throughout the course of the season, and obviously uh, even after they went out and got in Dominican Sue and Linville Joseph is the fact that they still, were a run defense that gave up way too many yards in a run game. And you had a lot of girth on that defensive line. When you look at the size of, I mean, those guys I just mentioned, <clears throat> those are some big boys, and that includes Jordan Davis. And I'm wondering, what does Desai and, and Matt Patricia do to make them better gap sound? I mean, because we keep talking about what concerns you the most when we look at this Eagles defense. Is it the safety play? You said the linebacking play. But I got to tell you, for me, it's got to start up front. They have to get stouter up front because if not, they're going to allow, especially against this better caliber of opponents this year, nope. they're going to allow a lot more opponents to stay in games than they should. Right. Yeah, when the commanders came in and they basically ran it down their throats, they should believe basically, hey, this is how you get that. And their biggest strength could be their weakness. It's, it's, it's almost like they have to force themselves to be control, to force control chaos. And the fact that there's just like we talked about the edges, they were worried about getting the sacks at times. Like, okay, yeah. I can shoot this gap. I'm, I'm going I'm to beat everything. And that's cool to have that, that inner competition along the line. Like, no, I'm going to get, I'm going to get this. But if you're leaving your guys behind in a linebacker core, just short, leaving there and, and not do your gap the right way or coming slow off the ball because you, you, you read it wrong or something like that, you're going to leave those guys exposed. And, I, for me, I don't. I don't know if you got to mix it up a little bit. I don't know if they're, you, you got to overload the, the one side just to throw different looks to try to throw them off. So that everything like, okay, you get this, and you look one way or so that. But I just, I don't know. I think this is, they just got to hammer home staying controlled in your lanes. That's the biggest thing I think with this team because mm. this defense. Because if they do, you, you, everything else falls into place. You have Dean who knows how to find the right alley and tackle. So those are the biggest things. I mean, I think they should be, Chris, it, it, maybe San Fran's number one and, and probably somebody I'm not thinking off the top of my head, but I think they should be top three, top four in terms of sacks still. I mean, you're still bringing back a lot of firepower with a lot of young guys 
who who at least are positioned to be effective getting to the quarterback. Yeah, Buffalo. I thought Buffalo in there too. I think yeah, Buffalo, Buffalo has a lot. They have, they have a lot of horses up front. And on Von that Miller too. coming back. Yeah, yeah. And it was interesting. I mean, somebody was telling me beforehand uh, that when you look at the defenses that the side were involved in, not necessarily the defensive coordinator, but involved in, they had more than 40, 40 44 sacks per original season too. So when you look at that, you know he. When we saw what he did with Chicago, when he had Quinn and he had Mac, you see he he can do some things in there. It's a matter of just not getting. A to vanilla and stale that it after a while everybody goes, Well, I see what he's doing. Okay, I know what this is happening, and you're burnt again, and we see you death by a thousand paper cuts, so they're just methodically marching down the field. So mm-hmm. that, that's the biggest thing. It's, it's a lot's gonna have to fall on the side shoulders to scheme it right and and be have a couple surprises up his sleeve. Mm. Um, Chris, it, it, I, I hate doing this, but because of what we do for a living, it, it always comes up, you know, it's like a, an annual event. Do you think this with this schedule, with this team, with this new look in so many areas, do you still think this is a 14-win team with this schedule in front of it? I didn't have 14. I think it's more of a 12, which this year I think it's going to be it's, – it's I think it's a 12-win team for sure, especially with this. It's just, it's just too many that, – that stretch in the second half after the bye is, just, is, yeah. is brutal. So they're going to have to come out and they need – it's imperative they get off to a high start because when you go that the, the grind that they have on there – is going to be rough. I think it's 12 team. I think the games you really have to win are going yep. to be the game against the Cowboys. You have to win the series against the Cowboys because I think if you don't, you're looking at being the five seed and you're on the road and good luck trying to be on the road, trying to win your way to get to the Super, back to the Super Bowl. And you need the 49ers because I still think they're going to be the other team that's going to be in the rank for that number one seed. So if you beat the yep. Niners, if you win that series, even, even if you tie and you handle the rest of your division games with the Cowboys and you handle the rest of your division games, that's fine. But you need to also need that 49ers because I think if you going out to San Fran for an NFC championship game, a little bit tougher than it is they have to come back here again with all the questions looming about what happened last year. Yeah, that, that is going to be – that's mm. huge. And it's going to be way tougher. I mean, the thing is, too, though, I mean, if you look at the division, I'm going to take San Fran out of it. Derek and I will do this a little bit later. We're going to run through all of them. Dallas' schedule is right there with the Eagles. Ooh, it, it's right there. <laughs> you know, and they got some some – you know, unhappy campers here as far as Zach Martin goes. And, you know, the, the nice thing with the Eagles, there don't appear the, to be any of those same kind of distractions. Everybody's in, everybody appears to be happy. You know, they, they, the, the, that's a big thing, you know, in this day and age. Yeah, it, it, it's, I, I laugh myself sometimes. This is sometimes this is a boring team, especially in the all season, because there's nothing to do it, but that's by design. They don't want anything to go out there and, and really start to distract or anything else like that. And, Listen, when you look at what's going on with the Giants, I mean, you don't you, you messed up with your 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 biggest your best player in your team, period. You're messing with him. You still got Pollard, you got but you got the Pollard issue, you still don't know, and Martin, two of your major offensive cogs on that team, they're upset. Washington, you know, <laughs> they don't know even though I think they have a lot of pieces surrounding them. I think they do they especially offensively when you look at those wide receivers and you have the running game. You know, so your quarterbacks will be consistent enough, but I think they're going to be a problem too. So when you look at what compared to the rest of the division, the Eagles are sitting nice when it comes to just ready just to focus on football. So while so while we 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 agree that that Dallas and the Eagles are the front runners for the division, who's the worst team in the division? I mean, you got year two of J Ball and what he did with and Daniel Jones last year is phenomenal, and that team in terms of turning it around. But like you just said, they're messing with the focal point of their offense, Saquon Barkley. 
You got Eric B. Enemy down in D.C., but you have big issues at quarterback, yet they've got a trio of wide receivers out of this world, great running game, and a good front four. Who's the worst team in the division? Yeah, you go up the turnpike, you look at the Giants. I really think, to me, I think the Giants, I, I think three teams are coming out of this division again. And I think that the Giants are going to be the one that are outside watching the other three because the commanders are that good, I think. Wow. Commanders have, I think the commanders, when you look at their front four, their, their front seven, to be honest, yeah. when you look at everything they have, they have a stout defense. The only thing they don't have is you don't know if consistent with the quarterback. If you get a percent or how whoever is under center, if they show they can just be a game manager and just get the ball to those guys and, and run their thing, they'll be all right. I think the fact, I think they can be a little, a little dangerous to either the Cowboys or the Eagles when it comes to like being a spoiler at one at some at some of those games. So I look but I look at the Giants, Daniel Jones is Daniel. I look at Daniel, he doesn't he's not that guy you fear when you see he goes on the on the field. You're like, okay, he's all right. Eh, Dable's helped him out a, a, a lot. I think if Dable wasn't here, Jones would even be worse yeah. than that person. I think yeah. so. Yeah. And then the Giants' defense is just yeah, and nobody really stands out when you look at that as well, too. So no matter, even if they got Darren Waller, eh, I, I say the, the Giants are going to take a step back, in my opinion. See, now, but Dar- Darren Waller does concern me because he is an outstanding. You know, we we talk about players in the category of underrated, underappreciated. I think Darren Waller is one of the better tight ends in the game, a- athletic, acrobatic. Um, I would imagine Dayball is going to y- use him a lot in that offense. And he's a, he's a big dude and night- nightmare for to match up. And, and I, I think I think he's going to be that, that safety valve. I look at this Giants team, and you're right about, about, about Daniel Jones. I, I'm not impressed with Daniel Jones. I thought Dayball did an incredible job turning him around, making him more efficient. But the Giants were a playoff team. The Giants went back into Minnesota a few weeks after they lost to Minnesota and beat Minnesota on the road. Now they unraveled against the Eagles. It's, it's hard for me. I keep going back and forth every week, which, which team I think is going to be the worst team in that division because of all the past scenarios I looked at. You know, um, I think it's going to be interesting, and I agree with you. I think both the Giants and Washington at some point could upset either the Eagles or the Cowboys' apple cart when they start jockeying for positions. Yeah, I said too. The only thing with Waller is when you don't know if he's going to be there all 17 games That's because true. of his pass. That's yeah. the, and if he is, then yeah, I can see him giving problems because the Eagles and tight in the history of covering tight ends for the most part is that issues. They especially as much zone as you expect them to play in this decide in this decide defense, he can pick apart. Yeah. He can pick apart that way. But for me, it's always his availability. And when you have a guy who if you're, you're going to rely on the offense that much because you're a wide receiver, the Giants wide receivers. Yeah, we, we, we thought we look back to the days when the Eagles had issues a couple, wow. just a couple years ago. Now yeah. it was like, yeah, hey, New York, it's your turn. So if he's not available, his availability, if he's not back, if he's A, not back to the way what he was beforehand, or B, if he still has nagging injuries or he's missing two, three games here or there, I, I think that really just throws everything to a tizzy up there. But yeah, ugh, uh, there. How about how about the you know the out of out of division schedule here? I mean, you're going to get KC, you're going to get Buffalo, you're going to get Miami. You know, obviously San Fran, you know, et cetera. But it is this is this is a juggernaut, my man. And you get New England to start it off on Brady night. Yeah, and you look at the just the way the schedule in the NFC East and the AFC is going on. You used to think like the Eagles have always been the Jets. Now the Jets all of a sudden, the Jets, even that Jets game is now a question one. Yeah, that's I mean, a good point. I should have put that in there too. You're right. Yeah, it, it's this. The AFC East is it, it's tough, and 
I'm shocked. The only thing that was shocked right now is they didn't have to somehow find like, you know what? Nah, we, we, this is too. This isn't too hard for you. They threw the Bengals on there somehow, some way there. But that's not having thankful them. But mm-hmm. you, it, it's it's going to be. You don't look at you when you look at like the tiebreakers and everything, and that thing that goes in the minds of sometimes. You, you wonder how much some of these guys are going to get up for games, and, and they're always there for that. And when especially the coach that I look at that Buffalo game, I think that's that of all the games, I think that could be a trap. Just because of what you have around them on both sides, with on both sides before the game, the game previous, game after hmm. that Miami team, I think they can give the Eagles a lot of trouble just by looking off those uh those joint practices. Like that, that speed they have is just is it could be concerning. But the, it's, it's going to be a good test. We'll we'll know if this team is caliber is capable of being a super, is winning a Super Bowl because odds are you're going to see one of those teams in, in, in the Super Bowl if you make it that far in Las Vegas. So, so Chris, I have to ask you this because Rob and I were just debating this the last segment. I want you to pick one road game and one home game that you feel is must-see. If you if you were just a fan and you had had the money, if you could pick one road game you wanted to go to and one home game you could be at, which games would it be and why? If it's going to be a home game, I want to see 49ers because I, 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 I just see the 49ers. Yeah. Yeah. Because you want to see all, all the talk that's happened this offseason. And you and just when you talk about CTGJ, I would the deering that Debo Samuel was going to get mm-hmm. after everything else, the hanging up on is it's, that's a must see. And just everything's around there. A potential, a potential one seed could be on the line. When you look at the potential, the, the offense versus defense, the 49ers offense versus the Eagles defense, vice versa. I, I just look at that and I'm like, Ah, late lane versus Bosa. There's so many, right now. I'm thinking like, well, oh, it's gonna be three lines ready right for that. But I mean, there's so much stuff you can see. Listen, you're right. Road. Yeah, I mean, right. There's well, so where? Yeah, so here's your road: New England, Tampa, the Rams, the Jets, Washington, KC, Dallas, Seattle, Giants. See, the Seattle game for me is the one because I like Slay, Bradbury, and Maddox versus Metcalf and Juve Smith and Lockett. Yeah. Woo! That, those, that in itself is just enough. I'm like, you know what? All right, I, I, th- that game's going to be a lot closer. I think if you, it's gonna, actually it's going to be if Geno can be is uh, can repeat what he did last year. If Geno's just himself and not if he's early season Geno instead of late season Geno, mm-hmm. that game is going to be extremely fun to watch. There's going to be a lot of points put up in there because, but those the matchup for those three versus three best one best. In Seattle, yeah, a place where they have trouble in the in in, in the Always. past. Yeah. That's gonna be fun to watch. Even Super Bowl year, they lost there. I mean, they, yeah, they 50, 52 when they won. Yeah, so that's that's there's a lot of good choices, man. It's gonna be fun. This is this is why we get excited, Derek. Okay, I know you're we're not allowed, but this is why we get excited. <laughs> I get excited for the wait, wait, wait! Don't taint my statement. I said I get excited for the regular season when it comes to controlled training camp. I'm not going. I'm not looking at all the tweets. Joe Blow made a spectacular back shoulder catch, triple somersault. Yeah, because the team defense, don't hurt your teammate. Don't hurt them. Don't hurt your team. It's a little different. You know, I want to see when a head knocking starts for real. That's when I get jacked up. Oh, man. The one-on-one lineman. Do you see the lineman going one-on-one? Sled <laughs> work. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Josiah Scott versus Devin Allen? Come on. Yeah. Come on, Chris. Chris. Don't, don't feed it to his fire, man. Chris, do it. who's, who's returning punts? Is it Covey again? Is he the leader of the clubhouse? When you look for the most sure-handed person. Yeah, he's the one. Yeah, it's, I think it's one of those things where you're looking, unless there's 
a situation where you're down and you need a, a real, real spark, you want to try to make something happen, then you put Devonta back there. Yeah, I don't, I don't love runner. that, but I hear you. I, I don't love yeah. it. All right, Chris, since, since Rob, since Rob is, is trying to sensationalize my sentiment, <laughs> I will get, I will, here's my chance to get back at him. This is this is one thing, Chris, that sticks in his craw when we talk about the Eagles, okay? Okay. It's supposed to be your punter when it's all said and done. Oh, so we sit us. It's going to be Sipos because they, it, it was more – Zetner, I like – when I looked at, like, some of the sticks he made, and I looked at some of them, I'm like, all right, Zetner could be right. I, and Grant, I'll, I'll preface this by saying it was the only one day we saw him punting. But Sipos was getting all five-second hang time kicks and placing them in good spots. You know, Zetner had shanked a couple. I know. It was only one day, but Get ready for get ready to see him back. I know I'm not I am not in, in good I'm not in a good mental place to 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 handle Sippos right now. I need time for this. You you'll enjoy it up to about like late November, and then when the wind starts getting cold, it might start. Yeah. I mean, I can't believe that this is going to happen again. I can't believe it, but it is. All right. Um. All right, Chris. Listen. Yeah. He had to get his revenge. Chris, we appreciate it, man. Uh, we'll check you out on Twitter as always. See Franklin News, but also uh, NJ.com. Chris is the Eagles beat writer. Uh, check out all of his work. Chris, looking forward to talking to you soon, man. Thanks for your time. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you, guys. Y'all have a good one now. Enjoy. All right, Chris. You, you are a weasel. What are you doing here? You got to go Sippos? Really? <laughs> you, go, I mean, you're, you are the worst. You go to the Sippos. You don't pull out the Sippos card like that you, you just wait for that one a little while okay i don't need uh, it you're taking me down on a friday with sippos it's not that's right my there. Trump, that's my trump card every time we get to this just, debate just and we wrong. Have a guest, though. I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm disappointed in you i'm not even mad at you i'm disappointed in you. all right let's uh let's hit it uh let's come back you know what Let, let's keep the uh let's keep the football chat going here. oh man we're gonna look derek at the at the rec at the schedules of the teams in the nfc east meaning cowboys washington and, and new york but i let's add san fran in there just just for the heck of it let's do that when we come back and, and see where how it compares to the eagle schedule how much harder it is less hard etc so we'll do that when we come back we'll keep the football talk rolling so don't go anywhere that is derek i am rob we are sports take jacob sports youtube network all right let's talk a little jim murray and principal financial group because trying to find that right person can be a real challenge man it can be very difficult i can tell you from personal experience it took me a while but i found the right person and your search is over it's jim murray and principal financial group whether it's retirement planning 401k review, insurance review, you might have a small business, you need help with employee benefits. That's another resource that Jim can help you with. I know personally, I've entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollovers with Jim, and it was the absolute right move for me. Give him a call. 610-996-4751. 610-996-4751. You can email him as well. He's, he's great at consultations. You're not sure about something. Uh, his email is Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com. That's Murray dot Jim at principal.com.
Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. Save at Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech we offer three major services. The first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. Hey, welcome back, everybody. That's D-Gun. I am R. Ellis. We are hanging out with you on this Friday. Just wrap things up with Chris Franklin. If you missed any of it with Chris, any of our interview with Chris, you can always go to jacobsports.com or Jacobs uh, Sports YouTube channel to catch up on anything that we did uh, either today, earlier this week, the beauty derek and you know i know there's um all of our shows are there so you can always go back and check out anything we did yeah and we've had some great guests on this summer you know jason jason kelsey was was phenomenal a few weeks ago Um, lane johnson off the charts brandon graham was brandon graham of course makes the comment it blows up on on twitter (laughs) (laughs) you know people took once again people took what he said out of context it was over two million two million views on that com- you know, and a lot of people that commented were either Kansas City fans or non-Eagle fans. And <laughs> it's so right, it's right. But Brandon Graham said, you know what? It is what it is, man. You know. Yeah. Yeah. BG lets it lets it roll off. Yeah. So it, he's he, he's certainly a guy who's who's a lot more chill when it comes to that kind of stuff. Yeah. So you can always like, comment, subscribe uh to Jacob Sports. All right. So uh let's hit the schedules, Derek, because we look, we we have gone over the Eagle schedule. We know how challenging it is. We know there's especially coming off the bye you know, what that looks like and, and how, how, how big, a uh, big a challenge that's going to be. But all right, let, let's start with Dallas. If we're looking around the NFC East and what their schedule bears. Okay. All right. So here we go. You, you tell me 
and I know we're kind of just doing this off the top of our head, but you know, whatever. Uh, they'll start off at the Giants. I mean, that's I think Dallas wins that, but that's not an easy game by any stretch at at the Giants to start off. No, no. But and, but, Giant, Giant, and Giants are a team that always gives them fits. Also, tr- that's very true, actually. And, yeah. and the fact that they're playing this one at the Giants, and of course, if I'm Brian Dabo, you know, throughout training camp, the first thing I'm saying is this team won 12 games last year. This is a tone setter for us. This is a statement. People think last year was a fluke that we got into the playoffs, especially after we got embarrassed by the Eagles in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. This is a new year, a new directive, a new mission. We could set a tone and send a message if we can take down the Cowboys who beat us twice last year in the first game of the season here in our home stadium on a Sunday night. Good point. Okay. Yeah. At New York. All right. So then they come back the next it's a Sunday night game. Then they come back the next week. They get Aaron Rodgers at home. Oh, so oh. yeah, you get a New York double dip here. You you go about, Giants and then Jets. How about your first your first two games of the season, both home and away, are in the same stadium? How about that? Think about that. Uh, the Jets, the Jets, and the Giants play in the same stadium. Right, but the second game for Dallas is at Dallas. Oh, no, I'm sorry. We're looking at Dallas. I'm sorry. I keep thinking Giants. My bad. No, that's okay. You're right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, you're yeah. Right. So you're at, right. at New York for, for them and then home Jets. That's two tough ones out of the shoot. Can 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 the Jets offensive line hold up against Dallas's pass? That is the huge key. Will Big Aaron Rodgers have enough time to step back and find the likes of Garrett Wilson, Alan Lazard, so on and so forth? That's yeah. going to be a key. That's going to be a key. Gonna be let me give you the other key. Uh, is Dak going to be able to not throw a pick to Sauce Gardner or, or, or one of those, you know, really, you know, quality Ooh. defensive backs that the Jets roll out there? So that's going to be an interesting, you know, sight to see as well. All right. So, can you imagine, wait, can you imagine Sauce Gardner against either Brandon Cooks or CD Lamb? Mm-hmm. That's going to be nice. Ooh. It's going to be nice. Yep. Yep. Oh, and how much does Dak just not even look at his side too? Is that exactly. is that whoever's there? Is are they just taken out of it because they don't mess with Sauce Gardner? That I wonder about that too. Um, all right, so that you know, two challenging ones. This is to me, this is where they can kind of get going, maybe a little bit. Even though it's tough to go out to the West Coast, they they're at Arizona. That should be a win. Uh, yep, I agree. Come home at uh, come home against New England. I think that's a win as well. I think I that's, agree. All right, but. You know, here we go at San Fran on a Sunday night. That's week five at that's gonna be char- at the Chargers the next week on a Monday night. That's not easy. That that's going to be tough. That you you back to back weeks. You have the 49ers defense, and then you get Justin Herbert. Uh, that's not you know, and then you got you got the Chargers defense. You got both and Derwin James to deal with. That's not easy. That's not right. easy to that. We talk about the Eagles schedule. Oh my goodness. This schedule is just as brutal the way it's lined up. Yes. Yeah, that's uh, that's tough. All right, so then they get their bye week in week seven. So we're up to week seven now at this point. Uh, they come home for the Rams. I think that's a win. I think it's a pretty favorable yep. game for them. Yep. They go to the Eagles. That's week nine. Going to be a tough one, you know, for it, sure. And it's, and, and it's still early in the season, and we know what Dak's record is against the Eagles. That's going to be a good game. Yeah, it really will. Uh, and then they come home, they get the Giants again. So they'll be finished with the Giants by week 10. They get the Giants yep. at home there. Um, go to Carolina. I don't think Carolina is going to be a you know a layup for teams. I think that'll be a challenge. Either. I don't either. 
I think, you know, by that point, we'll know what Bryce Young is. Right. Uh, or isn't, you know, uh, at that point. You know, Carolina spent some money on uh, this offseason. They have a decent offensive line. Miles Sanders running the ball. Yeah. Decent defense. Yeah, you're right. That's not going to be a cakewalk for them. And then they are home for Washington. That is a uh, 430 start. That's Thanksgiving. Uh, that's the Thanksgiving game. Um, yeah, I, I, I like the Cowboys in that one if I'm just looking at it right now. Uh, then they play Thursday. So they, they get the Thursday, Thursday, uh, you know, scheduling home against Seattle. Tough one. That's a tough one. Right. Then they, they get a break because they get, you know, 11 days off, but then it's the, uh, Eagles there on December 10th. Then they go to Buffalo, go to Miami. Oh my goodness. Detroit home. And then at Washington, that's a that's a really challenging finish there, starting with Dude, Seattle. That that's a murderer's row right there. I mean, my goodness, you get Josh Allen, Tua, Jared Goff, and close out against Washington. Jeez, yeah. You know, you know, we keep talking about teams one and twelve. Do I, I think I think because of the way the schedules are stacked, I think it's going to come down. I don't think it, I think the Eagles will win the division. I don't think it's going to be a cakewalk though. I think it's going to be health factors involved here, um, timing of games, home or away situations. It's it's a, between those two teams, man. And plus, and plus, uh, Dallas gets Detroit and the Eagles don't. Right. That's that's, that's a huge. big break. That's, that's a big huge. break this year. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I agree. So look, I'm not telling you the Eagles schedule isn't tough. It is. It might be the toughest in the league. That's not far off. They, that is not far Absolutely off. Not. Absolutely not. Yeah, for Dallas. All right, let's do uh, – you want to do Washington next? Which one? Who you want to do next? Do yeah, do let's Giants do Washington. Or? All right, yeah, let's, let's do, do Washington. Washington. All right, so here's here's how they open up. Uh, week one should be a win. They're home against the Cardinals. Okay, so they have an opportunity to get off to a good start. But the next three weeks, they go to Denver. I think Denver is going to be a totally different team. Yeah. Right? Home Buffalo uh-huh. at Philly. At Philly, so that's that's their next three. I see them starting out one and three. I agree. I think they win the opener and lose the next three. Yep. Okay, now they could get back on their feet a little bit. Home against Chicago. That's a Thursday yep. night game. Should be a win, I think. Um, at Atlanta, not uh, going to be easy. Yeah, uh, I mean that could go. That's a toss up for me. You know that one. Um, I think Atlanta's. Jones. I think Atlanta's defense because of the money they spent. Bringing in X amount of personnel, I think that defense is. I think Atlanta's defense is going to keep them in a lot of games. But can yeah. Ritter produce on the other side? Well, that's look, a big question mark. You know where I'm at. They're my surprise team, so I'm. A, yeah. I'm uh, yes. I think they're going to be. They're, I think they're going to be tough. So, um, all right. So they're they at Atlanta, and then they get the. They're at the Giants. The, here's their stretch. Oof. Here's listen to this stretch. Okay. Week seven at Giants. Home for the Eagles, at the Patriots, at the Seahawks. Home for the Giants, at Dallas, Miami. They don't get their bye week until Week 14. Dude, that's uh, I'm sorry, but that's a worse stretch than what the Eagles have. We we talk about that Eagles five game stretch. Yeah, that stretch is worse than the Eagles. That's terrible. I mean, at Atlanta, at Giants, Philly home, at New England, at Seattle, Giants home, at Dallas, at Miami. That's week six through 13 right there. That's eight games. 
if I'm watching it, I'm saying, man, this ain't fair. This ain't oh, and, and that, all right. We, so th- after the bye, they're at okay, they're at the Rams. I mean, but still, it's hard to go to the West Coast. Then Christmas Eve, oh my goodness, they get the Jets at oh. at New York, San Fran home, Dallas home. Uh uh-uh. uh, they're they're in yeah. trouble. They're in trouble. Yeah, dude. I don't I don't know if they'll win eight games. They won eight games last year. Yeah, I honestly don't know if they win eight games this year, to be honest. Yeah, I, I I agree with you, and that you know that's a tenuous spot with a new owner coming in there. You're an inherited yes. coach, you know. Yeah. Ugh, man, okay, all right. So that's Washington. So again, not easy. Let's go Giants now, uh, and we'll do. We'll also do San Fran, as I mentioned. All right. So the Giants, uh, home against Dallas to open it up. Oh no, I'm sorry. Who we're, we're at. Yeah, we're doing the Giants now, right? Doing the Giants, yeah. Home against Dallas. That's a at, Sunday night game, yep. Right, yeah. At at Arizona. Yeah, yeah we'll see. Uh, at San Fran. We didn't do this, did we? No. No. Okay. At Arizona, you know, toss-up. Should, probably should be a win. At San Francisco, very tough on a Thursday yeah. night. Short days, short rest, four days. Seattle home. At Miami. My at goodness. Bu- yeah, at Buffalo, Washington home, Jets home, at Raiders, at Dallas, at Washington, New England home, by week, week 13, a uh, home, Green Bay, at Jeez. New Orleans. Yeah, this is tricky. At, uh, uh, Rams home, Philly home. Oh, my God, dude. This is the year the NFC East pays its dues in terms so. of uh, of uh, roadblocks, landmines, however you want to categorize it. All the teams in the NFC East. I mean, you know, at least at least the Giants get to watch a, a revamped uh, Green Bay team on their schedule. But my goodness, dude! I, I mean, it's like can 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 the Giants win nine games? On this schedule? I'm kind of with Chris. Like, Chris Franklin earlier, I, I don't know what it is, Derek. It's, it's just my gut. And I have a lot of respect for Dable. So, I'm not – I just feel like they – I feel like they overachieved last year. I don't know that – I, I uh, they feel. It feels like a, a step back or just kind of a, a plateau for them, for me. I, I don't know that there's going to be giant improvement there. No pun intended. You, can you look at this giant schedule and honestly pick nine games they're going to win? Just based off the schedule, I'll go. I'll go at Arizona. I mean, think about it. Washington home two. Green Bay, Green Bay, New England home maybe four. Uh, Rams home five. Five. They're not going to get swept in the division. I think. I think they're looking at seven wins. Okay, I was going to say even if they won two division games. Seven and nine after what nine seven what seven well no seven and ten basically right after a nine seven and one season yeah I whew, your fans are gonna fall out of love with with Debo real quick if, yeah. if that happens yeah I mm. it's it's tough right I mean it's um that's a challenge all right let let's go San Fran now let let's dig into what they're what they're looking at because I think they're in in terms of if home field advantage you know you're certainly these are the teams you're going to be concerned about okay at pittsburgh that's a yep. very tough game yep. right uh at at the rams yep 
I, I think that's a win. Giants home. Yep. Win. Arizona home win. Yep. Dallas home could go either way. Yep. At Cleveland is going to be a tough game. I, I'm I'm looking at it at the very worst. They're going to be five and one. Yeah. Yeah. They could they have a they could get off to a good start here. Yes, they could. Um at Cleveland, toss-up kind of game. At yep. Minnesota. Yep. With you know. uh, with Brian Flores as the defensive coordinator now. True. But Minnesota's let go of a lot of personnel, so we don't know what that Vikings defense is going to look like personnel-wise. I agree with you. I, I don't know yet. I need to see a couple weeks of Minnesota before I – Yes. You know. Uh, Bengals home. Yep. Tough game. Bengals are not afraid to go on the road. We know that. Nope. Nope. Uh, by week, week nine – and then at Jacksonville, challenge. That's a tough challenge. game. Yep. Home, Tampa, that's a win. Yep. Uh, at Seattle, very tough game. Tricky, tricky game. At Philly, very tough game. God, they get Seattle again. Two times yep. in three weeks. You talked about this yesterday. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, that game's home uh, against Seattle. Then they're at Arizona, should be a win. Baltimore home on a Monday night. That That's actually Christmas. That's Christmas Day. That's the night game. That's a nice Christmas night game. Baltimore, yeah, it is. San Francisco. Oof. Yeah, it is. Uh, at Washington uh, on uh, New Year's Eve, and then and then the Rams again home to close it out January seventh. See, so. those last four games are very winnable for them if, if yeah. the quarterback situation is stabilized, yep. which tells me just based on looking at this schedule, they're the team I'm worried about most getting home field advantage. I am, t- you know, I, that, I'm. I drew the same conclusion out of that, Derek. Like, it, it, if you ask me, the NFC East schedules, all of them, especially the yep. Eagles in Dallas, are way harder than San Francisco's. Way no harder. question about it. No question about because it. They have a big advantage of the two. The, uh, also, with the two teams in their division, the, the Cardinals and the Rams are not very good. Where the no. Eagles got to deal with Washington and the Giants and yep. Dallas, you know, in their division. Yeah, I think I think that could be the ten, that four stretch of games could be the defining the factor in terms of who gets home field advantage in the NFC. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, yeah. If their quarter if their quarterback situation is stable, and you know what, say what you want to say about Brock Purdy, but you know um, Shanahan had, did a great job on that stretch when he when he got in that role of of, of streamlining that offense to suit his his attributes. He didn't have the strongest arm, but he had a great intermediate game. He you know he's mm-hmm. very. He's deadly in the intermediate game. He yeah. doesn't have a great deep arm. But then again, the way they run their offense. You don't need it. When you have those tight ends and those backs and Debo, you don't need to be always bombing it down the field. No. Yeah. But not only that, their intermediate routes with Kittle, Debo, and Brandon Ayuk. Yep. Yeah, all three of those guys are great mm-hmm. at getting separation. Yeah. Yeah. If, if that if that quarterback situation is stabilized from start to finish. They're dangerous, man. Um. Yeah, uh, look, Tone, Tone and I went through this. We talked some about about the Eagles Giants or uh, Eagles Niners game last week. I'm I'm yeah. concerned about that game. I am. I I am concerned about that game. Yes, yes. Uh, that's for sure. So that yeah. So just again, I thought it was kind of a fun exercise to to look at. You know, I I don't know that there's any other teams that I really put in contention to have home field. Um, aside from you know really the Cowboys or the Niners, would you put anybody else in the NFC that you would? No. give consideration to there mm. you know what seattle maybe, maybe maybe the vikings because of the division they're in yeah maybe the vikings and I'm, 
You know what? Let's look at the you know now that you bring it up. Let's take a look at the Vikings schedule real quick. All right, let's let's do Vikings. All right, and, uh, why don't we do Vikings in Seattle? Just just to okay. see what they both let's, look let's like. Let's go Vikings first. All right, they're home uh, against Tampa. Yeah, that's, yep. that should be a win. Uh, then they have to go to the Eagles on Thursday night on short rest. That's a challenge. That's a challenge game for sure. Then they're home Chargers. That's not an easy game. You know, and their no. defense is in a little bit of flux and, and yeah. Herbert starts getting time and dealing. That's going to yeah. be a hard game. Yep. Uh, they go to Carolina. Yeah. You know, like we talked about. Um, home, Kansas City. Mahomes on that carpet. Yeah, that's going to be a track meet. Um, at Chicago, Chicago's going to be better. They'll be a pest, I think, but that that should, you know, we'll see. Yep. They might split. Yep. Then they get San Fran at home on Monday night. Yep. Uh, then they're at Green Bay, uh, at Atlanta, New Orleans at home, at Denver. See, see New Orleans is my sleeper in the NFC. Yeah. Yeah, with Carr. And when, yeah. when we when we when we talk about sleepers, I have to clarify. I don't I, I don't put uh, Detroit in that category because most people expect Detroit to make the playoffs. Yeah. But in terms of teams that didn't make the playoffs, that could turn their seasons around. Atlanta, like you said, it could be one of those teams, and definitely the Saints could be one of those teams. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Um, all right, then they get the bye week, week 13, and they're at the Raiders. Um, yeah, Raiders. We don't know what that's going to look like right now. At Cincinnati, that's tough. Detroit home, Green Bay home at Detroit. So they get Detroit twice in three weeks to close out the year. That feels like nine and eight to me. Uh, but I will say this, though, and I've said it time and time again, Kirk Cousins is one of the best regular season quarterbacks you're going to find. He is. And look at how many games the Vikings came from behind and won last year. Um, and with a yeah. better coordinator on defense now, even though they lost a lot of personnel, um, I, I, I think the Vikings, I, you know, a nine, I think the Vikings could be a 10, 11 win team. Yeah. And he, he, look, that guy in his, we don't really ever talk about him. Was it Kevin O'Connell? The in his rookie oh, no. year did a pretty decent job there. Yeah, he uh, did. Yeah, he know, did. First year coach. All right. Let's do Seattle. Let, let's just, let's just tackle them right now. All right. So the Seahawks, um, first game of the year, they will be home against the Rams. So you, you kind of like their chances there. Yep. Go to Detroit week two. Tough one. Very tough. tough. Yep. Yep. Carolina at home week three. I, I yep. like them there. I like them in a, in a home setup. Go to the Giants Monday night week four. Tough game. Uh, they tough. get an early. Go but I like, I like them against the Giants in that game. Okay. It's be a tough one. Yep. Uh, early, early bye. Week five. Oosh. Yeah, that's uh, not good. Most teams don't like their buys that early. That's too early. Uh, week six at Cincinnati. Tough one. Week seven, home against the Cardinals. Should be a win. Week eight, Cleveland uh, at home. home. Yeah, at home. And then at Baltimore, week nine, tough one. Wow. Uh, Washington home uh, at the Rams. San Fran home at Dallas at San Fran. There's your there's the two and three week deal. Woo. Uh, at the Eagles. At Tennessee. Pittsburgh home. That's yep. a tough how about yeah. this little run? San Francisco home at Dallas, San Francisco on the road, Philly uh, home at Tennessee, Pittsburgh home. And then they close it at the Cardinals. But that those games leading up to that last game of the season are hard. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. You got to play. You got to battle the Eagles at home and then travel across country to play a physical Tennessee team with DeAndre Hopkins, Traylon Burks, 
and Derrick Henry. That's yeah. going to be that's a tough one. Right. And yeah, that's right. That's the other thing with Tennessee is, you know, how dynamic is that offense going to be with adding D hop in there? Yes. You know, how much better are they going to be? And absolutely. I, we don't even, I, I would assume it's probably still Tannehill at that point, but we don't know for sure. Uh, right. Who's going to be in their quarterback. But so there it is. I mean, that said, if I'm looking at the NFC, I still, I still go Eagles, Niners, Cowboys. Then it, then it's Seattle, Minnesota. In that, in that, you know, you could kind of flip either one of those two. I think I, I concur. I'll agree with you there. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I would, if I had to categorize them, um, I would have to say yes. Okay. All right. Uh, let's step aside. Hey, our NFL segment at two o'clock. We're going to get into a couple different things. Um, Washington gets sold. Daniel Snyder gets fined. Uh, Patrick Mahomes. So, uh, names who he thinks the most underrated quarterback is Aaron Rodgers on, you know, what the time frame is for him. Dalvin cook, our greatest series continues. We're going to do the green Bay Packers. So we've got a lot to do. Then we'll come back. We'll mix in some Phillies. They're in Cleveland tonight are the Phillies. And they're, they're basically right there in a flat footed tie for that third wild card. So we'll do all that. When we come back, don't go anywhere. He's Derek. Save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I'm Rob. We're Sports Take. Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk about pro-action restoration. All right, so you get rain and maybe some flooding, or unfortunately you have a fire, or you, you look around and you get some mold, and you're not really sure what to do, right? Well, you're probably not equipped to handle that. I know I wasn't, but pro-action restoration is. They're on call 24 hours, seven days a week, okay? I went through it. It was a Saturday. I reached out to them. They got out to my parents' house right away. They fixed the problem. It was a huge relief for, for two older people who couldn't handle it. And, and I was there trying to just bail water and whatever. They got it. We got it fixed. We got it taken care of. The price was right. The crew was great. They are licensed, bonded, fully insured. They've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. ProAction will work in conjunction with your insurance company also. So again, water, fire, smoke damage, mold remediation, you name it, they can handle it. Give them a call. 610 610- 623-3760. 610-623-3760. You could reach out to them online as well. ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com.
Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. For the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go birds! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. the greatest fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondley hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles all right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready, all right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left, fake a mom. Mama, go, oh, mama! She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. E-A-G-L-E-S Eagles Oh, let the vibes flow through, baby It's Friday Woo It is Friday It is, and it's a beautiful thing What are you playing for the weekend? What, what, what's going on? What are the, uh, what's the big, uh, big, big thing in the Gunner house? My wife's got me on this honey-do list She has Uh-oh. this, um uh, See, we have this higher kitchen table. It sets up higher with taller chairs. And because we have grandkids running around all the time, they, you know, now the two-year-old is like the four-year-old. She can climb up on the chairs, but they're leather chairs, so they're slicker, right? Okay. So now she, uh, we have some friends who uh, went through some hard times. Uh, friend, of, friend of ours um, have been looking for a home, and uh, they had all of their stuff in storage but they didn't get a temperature control storage. So everything that they own is mildew and oh. they lost everything. Oh man. So a bunch of us are a bunch of friends have gotten together and we're giving them a lot of furniture that we have different nice. pieces of furniture. Okay. Well, so we're giving them the kitchen set because my wife wanted a lower table. It's more safe for the kids. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And, and you know, if they slip off the chair, they don't fall as far, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we have a, another kitchen table in, in the uh, basement. Okay. So my son and I are going to bring it up, but here's what she wants me to do because it has like that lacquer finish on it or, you know, um, I'm going to sand it down. I have a power sander. She wants me to sand it down and bring the natural wood out. Okay. Then she wants me to paint it a different color and she's going to order chairs to match it. Yep. And so that's going to take, and after talking to a guy. Oh, so that's the one you're going to put in the kitchen. The one that you had. One I'm going to put in the kitchen. I got you. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And so talking to a guy I've gotten to know who works for Lowe's, I was there the other night getting some you know, some bolts for another project I had, uh, some washers for another project I had. He told me the process of doing this. I'm like, what? 
is you got to sand it down. You got to get a, a rough grade sandpaper to sand the, the, the paint and the lacquer off. Yep. And then you got to put some other kind of coat and then you got to paint it. And I'm thinking, yep. I could be doing this all weekend. I did that to a chest that we have down here in the basement. It does. It's it's a little time consuming. And this one wasn't, it's not super big. I'm sure your table's bigger, but it does yeah. take a little bit of time. Yeah. yeah. It's a and, couple and of day I, project. I yeah. I did it before we had a, um, we had a, uh, uh, we had this, how do you describe it? It's a, we had, and before we re reconfigured our family room and took furniture out, we had a big TV that sat on this uh, TV cabinet that had two, uh, wood casings with glass fronts on them. And I then, had those. I used to have that. Yeah. It's, I didn't like it. I got, well, I'm yeah. glad we got rid of it. And yeah. then the top part it's of cumbersome. it is it's like, yes, it is. Yeah. So we got, we took it out. And what she had me do was she wanted me to repaint two of the pieces so she could put them back in the family room. And we use them for all the baby stuff. Like the whole cabinet basically is full of diapers, wipes, yep. you know, and it had it had a section. One one part of the section was three tiers where you could put DVDs. Yes, that yeah, that's what you yeah. used to use it for. Yeah. yeah. So that we use that now it's just a shelf with uh, baby wipes, diapers, and all this mm -hmm. stuff. Because you got size four, size five. I'm thinking, I'm running a daycare and I ain't even getting paid for this mess, man. Yeah, I'm <laughs> telling you, man. You you, <laughs> you got to get some some kickback on that. But, um, but because I've done it before, you know, I had to take the paint off that one and then repaint it. Right. Uh, so I've done it before, but. It's just like, I don't want to do it. Uh, yeah, I don't want to. But yeah. you know, if I don't do it, you know what happens. I got to hear about it. So I understand. I get it. Trust me. Uh, all right. So uh, let's talk a little Phil. Wait, wait, wait. What about you? What's on your agenda for your weekend? So Besides work. I am working both days. So I will. Uh, I'll be on with Glenn Mack now, our friend Glenn okay. Mack now. And, and you will be joining us, as a matter of fact, for, for, for a segment. Uh, tomorrow, Derek will be on at 11. I'm on from 10 to 1 with Glenn. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, and then Sunday I'll be on after the Phillies with, uh, our buddy Al Morgani. So okay. I'll be doing that. But tomorrow, um, a buddy of mine just opened up a restaurant, um, a bar restaurant that, that he, uh, he, he's, they had the soft launch. I couldn't go cause I had something else on Tuesday, but it's the opening to the, to the public on Saturday. And he sent me an invitation. So I'm, I'll swing by, I'm not going to be there real long, Okay, but I'm going to make sure, you know, I, I support him and, get a chance to see him on, you know, it's a big day for him. He put a lot, put a lot of work into it. So I'm excited to, to help him out a little bit and just encourage people to go see it. It's called artillery brewing in Drexel Hill. So if anybody wants to stop by, uh, I'm a, I'll be swinging by after I get done work. So probably like two, three o'clock. Will yeah. you, will you get some free food and beverage out of this deal? Well, if that happens, I won't be upset. Let me put it to you that way. I will not turn anything down. I will be maybe starving by the time wings, I get there. Some wings and a beer, maybe. I uh, I could be cajoled into eating some wings and and maybe washing it down with a beer. That is possible. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm looking forward to that because I know uh, I know he he busted his rear end on this one. So I'm gonna I'm gonna swing by and uh, say hi. So nice. we we'll do this. Nice. Yeah. And Saturday Sunday will will uh, I'm just probably I'll work uh, and chill. I got to do some stuff around the yard, which I haven't done in a while either. So that that might be my Sunday morning uh, routine. Because tomorrow is going to be pretty busy. Um, all right, so Phillies are in Cleveland. We mentioned Cleveland's two games under five hundred, um, and have, you know, but they're still. Thing is, they're still playing for something. It's not like yep. they're out. Yep. So they will. They're going to battle you a little bit. But um, you know, it was disappointing the way a couple of those games went. I I felt like like I really felt the game Wednesday, Derek. The Phillies should have won, and it was weird. The whole. You know Bryce Harper thing with the at bat. Is he sick? Is he not? Was he? Was there something else going on? 
also he was supposed to play first in that series. He didn't play. Yes. So what we're here, we're hearing a couple of different things. One of the reasons they're saying at least he didn't play first base is they felt like because we had such weird weather last or this past week in Philadelphia, he didn't get a chance to work out at first base as much as he maybe would have liked. Okay. I, I maybe we'll see again. We'll see if he plays first base in this series because we're now, we're now at July 21st. So we're basically 10 days out from the trade deadline. Yep. Don't you need to get a little bit of an idea, even though it's a really small sample size of what this is going to look like with him at first, uh, it, yeah. it's going to be contingent upon, you know, maybe how you go about things here at the trade yes. deadline. Yes. I, I can't see, I can't see Bryce Harper being a definitive solution at first base. I think it's a novelty just to give somebody a breather. Yeah. You know, he's never played the position before and, do you really uh, – and let's face it, it's not easy learning you – know, getting used On to – On the fly. He can't hops. go down to the minors and do no, it. No. Yeah. No, certain hops and ball spins a certain way, how to yep. adjust your body and your glove, digging balls out of the dirt. I'm sure he's taking a lot of reps, but it's a lot different in a game situation as well. Yeah. Do you really want Bryce Harper manning, the, manning first base in, in, against big-time games? I don't think so. Yeah. So I don't that's a really tough consideration. So if that's the case, do you go after a first baseman? You know, if you're if you're going after a corner outfielder and Schwarber goes to, to DH, yeah, do you move Bohm over to first base, you know, and, and try and you know either get a third baseman or play Sosa over there? So there's a lot of things riding on this. Um, but it was it was weird. I wonder if we're gonna hear from Harper tonight on on just exactly what went down because he didn't speak. <clears throat> there was talk that he was sick on Thursday and didn't speak. Wednesday. Wednesday. Uh, I'm sorry, Wednesday, and didn't yep. speak on Thursday after they lost yep. the afternoon game. I, I I would assume they'll try and get him tonight. I don't know. Um, but see, well, here, stop right, stop right there for a yeah. second. Here's the thing: Bryce Harper is always accessible after games. Yeah. All of a sudden, after that questionable at bet, he's not available. Why? Why is he not available? I don't know. He, you know, the problem is when you don't speak on things, it leads to speculation. Right? There you go. There you go. And. You know, there's some people that are the hypothesizing that maybe he 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 tweaked something when he was not necessarily his elbow, but it could be anything when he was when he was playing for uh, doing some workouts at first. Maybe he wasn't feeling great in that at bat. The bite the back tightened up or something. I don't know. I, I honestly I don't know what the answer is. Rob Thompson is sticking to he was just trying to measure up the pitcher and all that. We all know what it looked like. He wasn't swinging the bat in that at bat. Yeah. Period. Um. So I don't know. Frankly, I don't know. Um. But. So they go to the Guardians tonight, and your pitching matchups for the series uh, are as follows, Derek. You get Suarez tonight. He hasn't necessarily been on his A game the last couple of starts, so he's got to bounce back to form. Then you go Wheeler game two, and then Nola game three. Uh, you know, that's it's a good threesome you know, for the series for the Phillies. Uh, two it night is. games, uh, two 7-10 starts, and then a 140 on Sunday. But I, 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 as I told you last week, the way I've watched this team, Rob, I I don't get too far ahead of myself. Normally, I would say, man, that's a great pitching for for a team that's struggling like Cleveland. That's a great pitching lineup to have. But because of the inconsistencies with these pitchers, it's like every game's wait and see what we're going to get. Every storyline is different, you know. You look at the way Corbin was dealing uh, yesterday uh, against this Phillies team, and and Corbin is now four and zero for the month of of July with a one three three ERA. He's been consistent. I can't say that with these Phillies pitchers. No. You know, we, we get excited about Nolan Wheeler. Man, they, they were dealing. And next time it's like, 
what the heck just happened? Yeah. What, what are we looking at here? You know, these I, are the aces of your roster. What are we what are we looking at here? I don't know. That's the that's the thing, right? And do you look at that if you're Dave Dombrowski and say, maybe I gotta get a starter? I don't know. I mean, but the other part is, Derek, if you look at it in this series, I mean, three runs in the last two games. Are we going to go through one of these spurts again where, where, they, where the bats start drying up and the offense starts drying up and you can't hit with runners in scoring position, et cetera? Yeah. You're right. I mean, I mean, look, it's a baseball season, so you don't want to lose your mind. It's not right. It's not the NFL where, you know, you, you go crazy over one game. I just didn't – you and I had the same observation. Like, we, we literally got off the air. We finished the show and we watched the ninth inning. I didn't like yeah. the effort. I didn't I, like I, what I, the ninth I, inning looked like. You know, they, you know, Uribe gives up the leadoff walk. You're thinking, okay. I, and I'm still not thinking. They're not winning this game because of what I said yesterday. The Brewers' bullpen has been like the, like the untouchables um, over the last 19 innings and now last 20 and two-third innings. Mm-hmm. But you look at they had the firepower, they had the firepower up in the ninth. And they went down very, very meek like lambs. And I'm looking at how they struck out. Um, who was it? It was um, – who, who was Bone? Bone was the last strikeout. Uh, uh, hold on, I'll, I'll get you. Giannis, I believe. Uh, all right. Because you really get... struck out the next three. And right. Castellanos and Bone were the last two, I believe. Uh, hold on. All right. Uh, yeah. So the, the the here's here's the way the ninth went for them. Just pulling up the play by play. It'll it I'm at the. All right. Here we go. Uh, all right, Philly's ninth. It went Uribe, Turner walks as you mentioned. Castellanos swinging, Harper swinging, Bohm swinging. Castellanos, Harper, Bohm. That was that was the order. Yeah. Yeah, it was bad. It was it, they were non-competitive at bats. Is the, is what I like to call them. That was one of the most lethargic ninths I've seen in a long time for this team. Yep. To be honest with you. Same here. Um, yeah. Yeah, same it, here. It was like you, it was like you said in the pre-show meeting. It was almost like they just said, "Ah, oh, let's get over with this game and move on to the next one." Let's get on the plane for Cleveland. You know, a getaway yeah. game. It kind of had that feel yeah. to it. So, and you don't like that at all. You don't like that. All right, Tone has a question: Could these Philly starting pitchers be legit starting pitchers in any other team's rotation? Um, yes, yes, for sure. Like uh, Wheeler's not pitching up to his standards, but no, he's a top of the rotation guy in, in almost yes. any on an, almost any team. Noel was the wild card. He uh, he can look brilliant. He can look awful. Uh, look, he pitched well last outing for sure, but that was coming off of nine days rest. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what this looks like. Suarez, I think, absolutely has it. He he's fallen into a bit of a rut lately, but I think he's a legitimate starter. You know, as far as Walker's been really good lately, although he didn't pitch great the other day. Right. I to me the jury's still out a little bit there. And Christopher Sanchez has done a nice, solid job for them, but I'm not getting crazy with Christopher Sanchez. I think Walker, on a decent pitching staff, I think Walker would be a fourth or fifth pitcher. Yeah. Um, I think Nola would be a three. Uh, Depending on which wheeler we're looking at, he could be a one or two in a lot of pitching staffs, at the very least a two. And Suarez the same way. I I think Suarez could be a one or two on a number of pitching staffs, but – you're right. Um, Nola is that wild card, no question yeah. about. It. Yep. All right. Let's uh, let's jump to this. Why don't we Why don't we do this now, Derek? You, the uh, the the Hall of Famers in the NFL. Oh, let's do it now. Let's do it now. Yeah, let's do it now. Throw me for a loop. 
this is going to be fun. I'm giving you time to get your to get set here, get prepped up here. Ooh. And I, I'm really doing this blind. Okay, so you, Are you zero zero prep. So just fire fire away, man, and and how you want to do it. All right. Well, let me preface it by saying, you know, we eventually we had to get to the Packers since we're doing this. And- oh, that well, yeah, we're going to do that. I mean, well, let's hold off on that. Let's do our the, the question oh, you had. Yeah, with the Hall oh, of Fame. Oh, the question yeah, I had. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not our not our greatest series, but but the, but the Hall of Fame. Yeah, please. All right. Yeah. So so I just happened to be sitting there, and I and I look at this on a daily basis, and so I threw it out to you. I said, "This is this is interesting," and yeah. I said, "I wanted I wanted to tap into your your sports history acumen." Okay. Know? Because I have so much respect for your sports knowledge. Yeah. And so I threw it out. I'm going to tell everybody. I threw it out there to Rob. I said, hey, Rob, tell me which five teams have the most Hall of Famers, Hall of Fame players. And I kind of threw you for a loop because I said, that includes front office people. And I said, wait a minute. As I looked at all these various websites, believe it or not, the numbers kept fluctuating. But the numbers were consistent when it came to just players. So I said, okay, let's, let's do this. Rob, tell me your top five teams that you think have the most players in the Hall of Fame. All right, is this just football? Just football. Just it's football. Just, okay, I just want to make sure we weren't doing crossing yeah. crossing sports. Okay, okay. All right. them, I'm going to write them down, and then I'll, I'll tell. And, and I will say this. All right, I got to give you this caveat. Okay. Um, two, four, six. Give me your top six because number five. There's two teams tied at number five. Okay. Okay. All right. So give me your top six that you think. Might have the have the most Hall of Famers. I gotta go Green Bay. There were so many in the early years with them. The you know, the Bart Stars of the world and the Jim Taylors of the world and the Nitschkes of the world. They're yeah. they have got to be in a top six. Okay, keep going. I'll tell you how many you got. Oh, okay, okay. Um, all right, I'm gonna go Green Bay. I'm gonna go. I hate to say it, Dallas. And there's got to because there's got to be a ton from the Jimmy Johnson era and then some of the earlier years. I'm gonna go Giants because I'm also digging, trying to dig in other than Dallas, digging to some teams that have been around a long time. Uh, I'm gonna go Pittsburgh. Um, oh, I'm gonna go Raiders. How many is that? That's five. You got one more choice. I'll go 49ers. 49ers. Yeah. You got yeah, I'm not surprised. You got four out of six. Oh man, I missed two. Oh. I missed two. Oh man. All right. Who, who did I miss? Okay. So I'm gonna give them to you. I'm gonna now okay. I will say this. The Raiders were in the top eight. Okay. Okay. So the Raiders didn't make the top five cut. Okay. So the number one team with the most Hall of Fame players. The Bears of all people of all teams, oh, with thirty. The Bears at thirty. Oh. Green Bay and Pittsburgh are next at twenty six. Okay. The Giants are next with twenty one. Yep. And then, believe it or not, Washington and Dallas both have twenty. Really? Yeah. Huh. Washington. Okay. I should have gotten that. Yeah. I should have gotten that. Yeah. But you got four out of six now. To round out the top ten, the yeah. Rams and the Raiders are tied next with nineteen. Okay. And then you would never get these last two. You, I'm, I'm going to give you a shot to see if you can get these last two. I don't think you would get either. I'm, I, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to let you pick. I'm going to give you four choices to get these two right. Let me see if I can get it. Let me guess first before okay. you give me choices. 
Cardinals. All right, you said Cardinals. Let me put Cardinals down. I'm going to say them because they've been around in different cities for a really long time. Yep. Uh, um, darn. Uh, I'll say Vikings. Vikings, okay. Uh, all right, all right, think. Kansas, did I say Kansas City? You did not. Kansas City. Kansas City, okay. You got one more one more option. Um you know the Lions have been around forever. Yeah. Uh I'll go Lions. Lions. Okay. You got one out of the two. Oh. Who was it? Who was the one that I got? You got you got the Lions. You just you the got, Lions are the ones that I got. You got the Lions. Oh. The Lions are tied at 17 with I'll give you two chances to get the one team the Lions are tied with. <laughs> All right. Um, man, Two chances is, for one team. This is crazy. Uh, Eagles? Okay, you said Eagles. I'll put yeah. Eagles down. Rams. The last team's going to shock you. I you say, say Eagles and Rams. You say Eagles and Rams? Yeah. Cleveland. Oh, man. Yeah, they've been around forever. Oh, that's bad. I tried so to be goes, crazy. It goes Bears, Green Bay, Pittsburgh, tie, Giants. Washington, Dallas tied, Rams, Raiders tied, Cleveland, Detroit tied. Wow. Where are the Eagles fall on the list? Are they just way down? I only saw they're, they're further down. I didn't I didn't even get okay. past the 10. Okay. When I thought of it, I said, I'm just going to stick with 10 wow. and just have you do five. That's and pretty see, good. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's tough. That's tough. Yeah. So the danger is you want to avoid the, the not, ex, they're not expansion teams anymore, but you want to stay away from, you know, uh, the Panthers. You want to stay away from the Saints. You want to stay yep. away from the Bucks. Falcons. Seattle. Falcons. The, the Cowboys are kind of the exception to the rule, although they they broke into like 60. So they, they've they been around a long time. They're the ones you wanted to avoid. Um, man, that's tough. Yeah, it's good. That's good. It's a good list, man. You yeah. see, the, Col- the Colts would have been tough because the Colts used to be – the Colts, the, you, you'd have to incorporate the old Colts, the new Colts, and would you put the Ravens? Ravens, yeah, right. Under the Colts cat umbrella. So, correct me if I'm wrong. D- did did they do the Baltimore Colts records not carry over? To, they do to the Indianapolis Colts, right? Yes. And the Ravens are 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 with a separate entity. They're a separate entity because they're not the Browns because the Browns yeah. restarted up even though there were right. so the Ravens are just a, their own deal. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that would be a team to avoid. That's uh, a pretty good know. exercise, huh? That's fun. It is fun looking at that. You know, and it, it's it's crazy. Like, you know, you wouldn't think Detroit because they were bad for so long, but they've been yes. around so long. Yes. I'm trying to think who else would. But Detroit, the thing is, Detroit as a franchise has been bad for so long, but they've always had one or two great players. Yeah. They just never had great teams. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, they always had a Barry Sanders or a Calvin Johnson or uh Alex Karras or, you know, like some, some of the old school guys, they've always yep. had a few of those kind of players, yep. you know, e- e- despite being bad. Um, yeah. The danger is you don't necessarily want to go with just winning teams all, no, all the time no. teams who have Super Bowls all the time. But, but it's like you said, the key is always start with the franchises that were the original franchises, because you remember at one point Pittsburgh was the Steagles during world war two, 43, they combined. Yeah. yeah, they combined uh, the Eagles and, and, and Pittsburgh were, were one team for a few years. Yes, you know, so 
Oh, and Green Bay's been around since 1919 or something like this. Chicago's been around since 1929 or 39. Yeah. Um, you know, and but when you're right, you know, the newer franchises, nah, you got to stay away from those. Yeah. yeah. There's a great, if you ever get a chance to read uh, Ray Diddinger's Eagles Encyclopedia book, there's a yeah. great, uh, I think it's a, I don't think it's an entire chapter, but he dedicates a good amount of time to that that Steagles team and how that yes. all came about. It's pretty crazy. It's pretty, pretty interesting, that's for sure. All right. Uh here's what we're gonna do. We'll come back, uh, we'll dive into the NFL segment, Derek, uh, and a bunch of different things, including those Green Bay Packers. We'll look back at their top ten players as we continue our uh our greatest series that we'll do up until the uh till camp kicks off. So we, we actually we don't have a lot of teams left. Um we're, we're only gonna have like well, I, I think we'll actually bleed a little bit into camp with it, but we only have maybe seven or eight teams left. Really? Uh, we've done that many already? We've been doing it for like – Wow. Yeah, a good solid month, maybe more. Pretty, wow. pretty close. Yeah, pretty close to that. Yeah, we've been doing it for a while. So we'll do all that when we get back, uh, in, in, you know, including the Josh uh, Joshua Harris meeting with the, with the media as he uh, officially becomes the commander's uh, owner. So we'll do all that when we come back. Don't go anywhere. That's Derek. I'm Rob. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk about Flynn Tree Services. Yes, Flynn Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem that you may face, and they're experts at trimming all types of trees, and they serve southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and northern Delaware. They specialize in tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. Uh, you can go to Flynn Tree Services' Facebook or Instagram page. For more information or a sampling of their work, give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848. 610-850-2848. Or you could reach out to them online at FlynnTreeServices.com. That's FlynnTreeServices.com. run wild and time stands still because here you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five mile island so leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods
Score and save at Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. Hi, everybody. My name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech, we offer three major services, the first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. Happy Friday, everybody. Sports Take, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis, hanging out with you on uh, on this July 21st uh, as we uh, inch toward the weekend, hour number three of the program. Jeez. July 21st. I know. Listen, man, with next uh, – Next weekend, we're going to be creeping up on August. My yeah, goodness. Getting close. Jeez. goes fast, doesn't it? Before you know it, it's going to be Labor Day, and, and then stop, stop. be wearing hoodies and all that good stop stuff. Stop it. Stop yeah. it. I know. I don't look. I don't. I if it, Derek, I would be fine if it was 80 all year round, okay? I don't. I know some people love the seasons, and I'm not saying it isn't pretty to look at sometimes when the leaves change and all that kind of stuff, but – I've seen a lot of seasons change. I'm okay with warm weather. If it was warm all day long, I'd be good. I would be good. All right, let's do some NFL. So, um, hey, wait a minute. Is- well, hold on, Tony. You look at you see the you see tone here. You know, see tone is, is slips one in the back door. Hoodies are packed away for good. LOL. Good luck in winter, fellas. Since he just moved to Texas. Now, hey, Tone, I got news for you. It gets cold in Texas, my friend. See, and they actually have the occasional sleet storms, and people down there don't know how to drive. It's like going to Atlanta. We had to, we had to go on a road trip one time when it was a real bad, like um, like an ice ice, ice kind of rain, right? When they were playing the Falcons, and people lost their mind. You saw so many cars down in ditches and stuff. Oh, they, they don't know what to do when, when, when you get that kind of weather. Yeah, Texas is the same way. Texas is flat. People don't know how to drive down there, man. When it comes to ice and stuff. Tone goes, I work from home. Yeah, but you got to go out occasionally, buddy. You got to go to the grocery <laughs> store every now and then. You got a honeydew list your wife is going to give you. You're not going to evade, and you're going to have to wear your hoodies, bud. <laughs> hoodies are packed away forever, stuff. <laughs> happening. I'm telling you now. You just butted them and buddied them. You gave well, them both. Them. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, listen. Yeah, it is funny. It is comical in those kind of areas uh, when even if it's like flurries yeah. or even a hard rain, they, they're like, you know, they have trouble uh, maneuvering on the on the on the Absolutely. All right, so it is official now. Josh Harris is the commander's owner. Uh, that much we know. Uh, part of his group, which also includes Mag- Magic Johnson. So we were talking about this um, earlier, Derek, in, in the pre-show meeting. Magic's got got a piece of four different uh, major league clubs. So yeah. he's got the Washington Commanders now, the Dodgers. He's got a net part of an MLS team and, and part of a WNBA team. 
and not to mention like his he's an incredible businessman in general yeah. like what he's yeah. done with his businesses and absolutely movies and the black communities and and how well that's done for him like he has he is a serious entrepreneur man um obviously all that money he made because remember back in Haiti when he played this man was making every, every money hands over fists and commercials as well as you know top dollar for the, that era in the NBA yeah. And I don't know who he who, who he got with to teach him the ropes of being a businessman, but boy, he landed into a gold mine in terms of learning the business world in a number of arenas, and everything he touches now turns to gold. Yeah. So so kudos to him for being that businessman, man. And you know, you talk about a guy living the American dream. My yeah. goodness. Yeah. Oh. He could have very easily just sat on his pile of money, uh, you know, from yes. from basketball and just chilled. And that and there's nothing wrong with that, but. Not only has he made himself a ton of money, he's also helped a lot of people along the way. He has employed a lot of people along the way. So I I give a lot of props to Magic Johnson. Anyway, one of the things that was interesting, we talked about it a little bit earlier for maybe people who didn't hear it. They're strongly considering changing the name again. Good. Washington Commanders, which I think is a smart move by them. Good. Um, Yes. Wipe away everything that has anything to do with Daniel Snyder and the name Washington Commanders. I agree 100%. But – if, if you could, I mean, let me throw stuff this at you. I mean, because we, we were doing random stuff occasionally. And yep. It gets comical at times. If you could rename Washington, what would you rename? The, what would you, their new nickname be? <sighs> could you, I was going to say something like the Washington Americans. I don't know that that works. Um, How about the Watergate? The Watergate. Hmm. The monuments that doesn't work. Yeah. Um. Damn. The institutions. Yeah. Right. Um. What kind of logo would you come up with for that? Uh, it's a good question. That's a good one. Uh, th- we'll throw it out there to the. Uh, Steve, to the Ike says, Steve Ike says the Washington Caucasians. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the yeah. Redbirds. Huh. You know what? I like Twiz says the the Hogs. Like, I kind of don't hate that. You know, they're so synonymous yeah. with, the, yeah. with that time. But then it becomes they start calling the pigs. You know, and whatever. And sweet, like, sweet, sweet. Yeah. Um, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, but here's the thing. I, I the other part I, I mentioned to you, like as much as I don't think that Josh Harris knows how to run a sports franchise. But I will, he is willing to spend. I just don't know that he knows how to run a sports franchise. But here's the thing. It can't get worse. It can't be worse no. than what this has been. No. Um, and, and I, think, I think people are so excited now about the prospects of, of turning a new leaf. I think diehard Washington football fans have been embarrassed over the last couple of years because of all of the ever surfing scandals that have been attached to this organization from the John Gruden's to the former cheerleaders, to the front office, people speaking anonymously. Now Um, I think this is a breath of fresh air. And even if it doesn't translate into a winning entity on the football field right away, I think it'll bring back a lot of fans. I agree. And they had a diehard fan base back in the day. Yeah, you know, yeah. fans that have turned their back in this organization out of frustration, uh, embarrassment, uh, and, and and if what we heard a year ago, even before this sale went through, when it was still under Daniel Snyder's 
uh, ownership. They were talking about building a new stadium in uh, the Virginia area, Northern Virginia area. Yeah, because that place, we can both attest to this, is a dump. Yeah. That they play no in now. That stadium is an embarrassment to the NFL yep. for a number of reasons. The only thing I liked about that stadium was it was probably one of the few stadiums where the tunnel access right outside the visiting team's locker room was perfect for what we did in terms of players walking out the door right to us. To a camp. They didn't have to walk two feet. You right. come out the door, if you were going to talk to us, we're right there. We didn't. Have, I didn't have most. A lot of stadiums I'd have to run down a hall back and forth because there was two different exits, especially with these newer stadiums. Hmm. There's two different ways players can go out of a locker room, just like at the link. Yeah. There's two different ways that players can go out of a locker room. Uh, with this one, they came right out. You know, I would be I, if you walked out of the visiting locker room, I would be right to the right of the door, right up against the wall there. Right. And you turn to the left, you go to the buses. In this mm -hmm. case, they walked out. You either turn right, you are coming to me, turn left, you're going to get your food before you get on the bus. Yep. You know, uh, that's the only thing I like. But, Rob, let me tell you something. I don't know if you've ever been in that press box. I have. OK, so you know how the media has to sit. You sit in a coffin corner of an end zone. Can't see anything. You can't see anything. You can see what's in front of you. That's it. You can't see the far side of the field. You have to watch the monitors that are above you. You might as well not even be there. Yeah. And the monitors are all like seven, eight second delays. So sometimes the next play would happen before you could chronicle what you just saw the previous play. It's so poorly constructed. Look, we saw it almost killed Jalen Hurts, you know, two years ago. Yes. Uh, it, it's a disgrace. There's co you constantly see the video of of something leaking. Yeah. On to some poor fan who's just trying to watch the game. Like it's it's a it's a dive. It's a ugh. And, and the food, figures. The yeah. food was horrendous. Terrible. The food, food there. The media food was horrendous. And I granted, well, you're getting free food, yes. But because we get free food, um, if you're gonna rate the, the free food you get from a media perspective, that place definitely ranks at the bottom. Yeah, and, no and the Eagles to their credit do a really nice job. They let yes, they, they give you a nice spread every week. Yes. So. Yep. Um but you no, but you're right. I, I it's uh it, it's crazy. All right, so let me hit you with a couple other odds and ends here. Um, uh, the uh Raiders are going to be working out Marcus Peters on okay. Monday, formerly of the uh of the Ravens, which you know, not, not, not a bad move, um, for them. See what he's got left in the tank, kick the tires a little bit, not bad. I was surprised at this money, Derek. The Ravens signed Melvin Gordon, who I think is cooked. One year, $3.1 million. Yeah, I'm surprised by that. I'm really surprised. Um, obviously, you have, um, who was it, D.K. Dobbins? Who are the running backs there? J.K. Dobbins, yeah. J.K. Dobbins, and um, yeah. I forgot uh, who the other young running back is. Gus Edwards still there? Gus Edwards. But you signed him. You, 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 I, and I understand because Dobbins had the injury history and stuff like that. You signed him for three and a half? I, he, might, he might be your number three back. He had rushed for 318 yards and caught 25 passes last year in 10 games and fumbled five times. Nah. And they released him. They released him uh, after the the in week 11. Well, that's okay. Yeah, that's all right. This better be incentive laden. You know, with the, with the way other running backs are are not getting paid. That's exactly. Strange. And if I'm the two young backs in front of him, and I'm busting my hump, and this guy walks in off the street and he's past his prime and he's making more than me, that's a problem. Yeah, it is. It Big is. Problem. Um, this one. So Akib Talib's brother has pled guilty to murder. You remember this story? Is that the one down in Dallas? Yeah. So uh, a youth football game. So it's uh, Yakub Talib, 40 years old, pleaded guilty Thursday to the charge 
in the shooting of 43-year-old Michael Hickman, uh, according to Claire Crouch, who was a spokesperson for the Dallas DA office, she said Tlaib agreed to a sentence of 37 years in prison, uh, sentence in August, yeah, uh, in, in August last year. Uh, police said a witness to leave, pull out a gun and repeatedly shoot Hickman during a brawl among adults at a youth football game in a Dallas suburb. Police said the fight was prompted, listen to this, by a disagreement between the opposing coaches' staffs over calls made by an officiating crew. But, crew. but an official with one of the teams later said it began when Hickman went to pick up a football and someone kicked it away. So the sons of both Tlaib brothers, Akib and the brother who was going to jail, played on one of the teams, and Hickman's son played on the other. I mean, what a disaster! What a disaster! Akib Tlaib had a promising career in the in the meet, and you know, as a as an analyst, going for yeah. for a hot minute, and then it went yeah, because he was he was there, he was at the game when it all went down. <clears throat> all of this over a foot youth football game. Incredible, incredible! Well, I mean, waste of life, waste of. Two lives. You, you unnecessarily took somebody's life over a football game or disagreement pertaining to a football game. And now your life is basically over because you're behind bars a minimum 25 to 30 years. Now, if he agreed to a 37 year sentence, he might get out in 15 or 20 on good behavior, but still, 15 to 20 years of your life are gone. Incredible. And you have kids, you're not going to be there to see your kid grow up? Nope. Nope. Really? Yeah, that's over. Yeah, you're, he's 40. If he serves the 37, he's 77 when he gets out or whatever. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I just that's, what, that's a shame. It is. But still, Rob, we see stuff like this. This stuff like this that happens every day in America. Road rage. You know, you yeah. see it in, in so many different circumstances, man. And look at how many videos we see people getting out of cars and road rage, fist to cuffs. What if you hit somebody in the wrong spot in a temple? And then you're sitting there, sitting there in the courtroom. I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. Yeah, but you let your the emotions get the best of you. I know. This, you know, the thing is, if somebody wants to get out of jail, Jack, okay, bud, I got your license plate. You don't want to give me your insurance number? I'll turn it over to the DMV and let my attorneys handle it. But yeah. I'm not standing at jail, Jack. No. You don't know what somebody has in their cars anymore. Nope. Because nope. everybody's legally got a gun in their car now. Over road rage? No, nah, nah, yes, this is an inconvenience. I got to get my car fixed. I'm going to be without my car. But is it worth taking somebody's life over? No. No. Really? No. No, it's, it's not. It's it, it's not worth it's not even worth. Even if somebody cuts you off or does something crazy, just don't even react anymore in the car because you never know what is happening in, in the in the other car. You know, for real. Um, all right. So a couple other odds and ends here. Um, Jags assistant uh, strength and conditioning coach Kevin Maxson has become the first male coach in major American uh, men's professional sports to publicly come out as gay. Uh, he told outsports.com he made the decision because he didn't want to hide who he was any longer. Basically, he said, look, I, I've been at organizational functions where others have their you know, spouses and all this other stuff, and I got to pre- pretend. And he said, I'm tired of pretending. Hey, man, good for him. You know, And you hopefully know this opens up the, uh, you know, for other people to be able to be who they are. As far as I'm concerned, it's, it's, uh, I'm sure it's a big sigh of relief for him finally. Yep. Um, you know, in the day and age we live in now, um, I don't think he'll be looked at any differently. Like, if you do your job, do what you, you know, hey, what you do in your personal life is your, your personal life. As long as you do your job, that's all we care about. You know? Same. Yeah. yeah. I'm the same so, way. And he's he got, a, he got a really impressive resume. He's worked yeah. at uh, Baylor, Vanderbilt, Iowa, Army. Like this guy's earned it. You know, he's, he's, and he's been with the Jags since uh, I think 
2021 season. So good for him. All right. Um, You know, beyond that, uh, a couple of things. I meant to mention this to you. So the the timing of the Daniel Snyder fine. Right. Like it comes out the same day, you know, became official that, that he was not going to be the owner anymore. It was going to get six, you know, six billion. So they find him $60 million after an independent investigation concluded that he, that he sexually harassed the team employee and the team withheld the, the withheld revenue from the NFL. So they, I mean, it's a drop in the bucket for this, for this clown. $6 billion, 60 million fine. You're right. That's like, that's like a 10 or $20 to us. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh, you imagine. All right. Uh, beyond that, Aaron Rodgers basically hinted at, you know, this isn't just a one and done for me. Um, I'm enjoying my time here. I feel rejuvenated around some new and younger players. And, uh, you know, I, I could be in this for, for a few years here. And, then, and you know, I, I would think if you wanted to get out so badly and you want to get, wanted to get to the Jets, you'd give it more than a year at least if you're him. Let's let's say there's so much high expectation for the Jets this year. Let's say the Jets bottomed out and finished six and eleven, seven and ten. Yep. I want to hear what Mr. Rogers has to say in January if they don't make the playoffs. Now the prospects look good for him. In old, you know, he's in the twilight of his career, but still considered one of the best gunslingers in the game. But if it doesn't happen this year, based on what we've seen from Aaron Rodgers in recent years. Let's see if he maintains that same tone because that dude, he'll say something to create controversy, and all of a sudden you're looking at the whole situation side-eye. But from a, from a perspective right now, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, this is like the breath of fresh air. I get traded to a team with a top-five defense and more weapons than I've ever had in my life as a professional football player. And even that year they won the Super Bowl. They weren't loaded with talent. That team went to the Super Bowl down 15 players who were on IR. It's true. They had to bring in players throughout the season just to get to where they went. They were the number six seed, had to beat the top three seeds on the road, and then were the underdogs against Pittsburgh. It was a, it was it was the perfect Cinderella season that year. But he's never had the collection of pass catchers that he's got at his disposal now. He's got everything he wants. If it bottoms out, if it bottoms out, I'm going to see what he says in January at the conclusion of this regular season. Yeah, I just I, I think I think this all lends itself to be a successful thing for him. I, I, I really do. do. I do uh, and I and I think he will be a little bit. He, he I think it got a little stale with him in Green Bay, and he needed he needed a little change of scenery. So I think it'll work out for uh, for all parties there. I think it'll be good for Green Bay too. I think it was just time. You aren't going to win another Super Bowl with him. He as great yeah. as he was, you aren't going to win another Super Bowl with him. I think I think his presence in Green Bay strong so severely handcuffed what Matt LaFleur's offense wanted to look like. Because once the trade was official, we heard the offensive coordinator come out and say, now we can open up the playbook. Right. Which tells me there were certain things Rodgers didn't want to, whether it's having a quarterback more mobile out of a pocket, throwing more on a run. I believe there were certain things that Rodgers just, I'm not doing this. I'm not, no, that's not me. I can't do this. And really handcuffed and became make, made them a more predictable offense. Yeah, and, and to say he was strong-willed and stubborn is an understatement, yep. right? He was yep. going to do whatever he wanted to do. Uh, this is interesting. Patrick Mahomes says that Kirk Cousins is the most underrated quarterback in football. Now, this was part of the whole – they had the docuseries on Netflix, and they had done – this was, they had taped this a while ago, but they were all kind of sat down with each other, he and, and uh, Cousins and Mariota, and that's what Mahomes had to say. Look, I, I don't think anybody would argue – that Cousins puts up good numbers and has had a lot of regular season success. The problem is he's one in three in the postseason. And that's the hard thing 
for anybody to get around. You know, I mean, you're going to have a pretty high functioning offense if he's your quarterback, but ultimately, so what? If, if the end game isn't success in the playoffs, what difference does it make? Um, we, we've talked about this a number of times. I think Kirk Cousins is one of the best regular season quarterbacks there is. You look at the numbers he puts up in a regular season, even, even when he was in Washington. But because he has that cloud over his head, can't win a big game beyond a regular season, I think his career will be, be, be tainted by that. I think his career will be remembered more so for what he didn't did in big, in big stages, more so than what he did to get his teams there. Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback, but he's never going to be viewed as a great quarterback because we've never seen him on the grandest of stage, meaning a conference championship or a Super Bowl. Until that happens, I think he will always be underappreciated for what he brought to the table. I do. Well, yeah. I was going to say that them wearing that Vikings uniform. Well, I, I mean, look, I give him credit in that. You remember, I think he was taken in the fourth round. They took RG3 in Washington in the first round. Like, he, he really sort of to his credit, yeah. hung in there, uh, you know, has made something. Of, I mean, he, he looked like he was going to be a backup quarterback in that league, and, he, and yeah. he's made himself a ton of money, and, he, yep. and he's had, you know, he's had success for sure. I'll give him props uh, as far as that goes. But, yeah, um, I hear you. Uh, so the Titans, uh, the, Kevin Byard are, are, uh, have restructured his contract. You remember he was talking about wanting out. Yep. Uh, restructured deal. His fourteen million is a safety. His fourteen million dollar base has been re- reduced to eleven million, but he'll have a chance to earn the money back through incentives. Um, th- they had to get that number down. It was way too high uh, yeah. for, frankly, he for the position that he plays. He's a good player, but that would that's it's borderline quarterback kind of money for a safety. Absolutely, you know. Yeah. And the fact that he did it, you know, it free it may free them up money to do something else. You don't know. You just yeah. don't, you don't know at this stage, but. Yeah, a good, smart move on his part. No question. Uh, all right, beyond that, this Dalvin Cook story is weird. Um, yeah, yeah. So, like, allegedly this woman was trying to extort him, and he wasn't having any of it, and he's countersuing them, but apparently at some point he offered her a million dollars. I claim think it started no- at 800000 he offered. Okay. okay, okay. She wouldn't take it, and then it was up to a million. Okay. But if you're putting money out there, Especially that kind of money, you know. There's you know, there's certain money that you look at hush money. Look, I'll give you fifty thousand if you just you know stop this. You know, whether it's true or not, you know, I don't need this kind of exposure. I'm trying to move, you know. But we're talking the starting point was eight hundred thousand, mm-hmm. and now it's up to a million. It makes you wonder why is Dalvin Cook still out there looking for a job? Yeah, you do. You do wonder if there isn't something hanging, you know, with this lingering, you know, a little bit. And, and teams are a little leery. That something may come out after they sign them. That that, that it, maybe it's not just money. Yeah. In this, you know, and maybe that's why teams are shying away from them because words out about this thing now, and they don't want to get caught in it. Depending on what it is, because still, it's 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 only an outline of what we know. We don't know the in depth details of exactly what did or did not happen. Yeah, and if if he actually did something that he's trying to make go away without having to be exposed for what he did, we don't know. Yeah, potentially, man. It's it's uh. <sighs> Tangled web. <laughs> um, all right, let's continue the greatest series, Derek. Let's do this thing. Greatest. A team you may be familiar with. I might yeah. have a little knowledge about this team. Green Bay Packers. Mm. Yes, the Green Bay Packers. Um, I, I got to tell you, I did about 14. 
guys. <laughs> I, just, I, there was, there was, there were ten. They, they, limiting this to ten was a challenge. But anyway, I, I threw a bunch in there. Be, before, um, before I started putting pen to paper, I came up with like 14, 15 names just off the top of my head before I started putting them down. And you know, when we do this list, you know, I look at the chat and a lot of people say, "Well, you omitted this person, omitted that person." I get it, we did. It's not a disrespect for any players that we've omitted. It's just that we came up with our own personal list. It's all it is, our own personal list. But when it comes to this, because of my history with this team and, and seeing so many great moments, especially in the early days, you know, it was easy to do. And I'll tell you this, I have three quarterbacks on my list. We haven't had that before where we've had three quarterbacks. I have three quarterbacks on the list. I have three also. <laughs> I have three also. All right, why don't you go first? I got to start with Bart Starr. Because yep. that's when I came into the era. You know, my dad, my, it's funny, my dad was, you know, from Mississippi. And when he moved to Wisconsin, he moved in with his uncles. And his uncles were already, um, um, one of his uncles and aunt it was, was already uh, Packer fans. Okay. He, he just grew a love of the Green Bay Packers. It was the first pro team he really was associated with as a young man. And when I came along, I just adapted to it. And anytime you mention Bar Star, the first thing you think about is that ice bowl. Mm-hmm. Never forget that game when he dove in for that touchdown for the game-winning drive against Dallas on a frozen field. Think about players back in that day. There was no such thing as AstroTurf no. and our next turf and all this stuff. Everything was natural surface. Yeah. No, no heated play. benches, no. you know, no. any of that. Yeah. They, have, they put blowers. They had blowers out there, you know. Yeah. No. And it, it was minus 15 degrees. The field – that's why Green Bay was called the frozen tundra. You know, because when you play, when you got to December, it was like playing on an ice skating rink in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff that players nowadays would scream murder about. Having, well, they did the Super Bowl about playing on slippery services. But Bart Starr, you know, when you think about where he came from, he was a 17th round draft pick. Think about that 17th round draft pick. And he elevates himself into a Hall of Fame quarterback. It's a remarkable career. Five championships, nine and one in the postseason. The only loss was to the Eagles in 1960. That's the yep. only loss that yep. he and Lombardi had uh, together. That's a great one, uh, and and hard to argue. I mean, when you win the way that he won in the postseason, it's hard to argue. Um, I'll go Favre. Oh, no question. no question. 160 wins, 253 straight starts, uh, 442 touchdowns, 61,655 yards, three straight MVPs, Six Pro Bowls, won a championship. I get people are down on him now, uh, understandably, uh, but he was just – he was different. I mean, he was just something to behold in terms of toughness, in terms of just looking like you're having fun, like you draw it up in the backyard. He was just – he was that guy. He was considered a linebacker playing quarterback. Yeah. The man played in 321 consecutive games. That's an NFL record. Yeah. 297 of those were regular season games. The dude played spitting up blood. Dude played with broken fingers, dislocated joints. He never missed a game. That's how tough he was mentally. He was such a warrior. He would frustrate you because he'd make some of the dumbest passes known to mankind. He had an arm so strong, he thought he could throw everything through an eye of a needle or a hurricane. Right. he has so many records. It's 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 unbelievable how many records he holds in the National Football League. But one of the records that just drives Packer fans nuts is he has a record for most interceptions in a career. Yeah, because he was he was a he was a gunslinger. He was a guy who was willing to take risks. He was. Yeah. One of one of the biggest one of the biggest moments of his career was when he came out and played that game against the Raiders a few days after his father had died. 
And he goes out there and throws five first-half touchdown passes. People wondered if he was going to play. And everything that game, everything that game, no matter what he threw, was caught by his receivers. Um, And it was one of the most incredible stories in the history of pro football. He was a consummate leader. There's no question about it. He was a good old Southern boy who had that Southern twang. And when you listen to some of the some of the uh, eavesdropping uh, uh, shows that they that, that do now, some of the stuff he would say to oh. referees was, "Hey, uh, you got y'all got a left-handed football." <laughs> stuff like this. He walked up to one referee and said, "Hey, did you just fart?" So <laughs> they would look at him and go, "What?" what, yeah. what and then start laughing. Yeah. You know. You, yeah. Everybody loved the dude. He was the ultimate warrior. I don't know if we'll ever see a quarterback like that again. I agree. Football I agree. Uh, all right, go ahead. You, who, who else do you have? I had to put Aaron Rodgers on there. Yeah. I mean, he was there from 2005 to 2022, won a Super Bowl with that team. Yeah. No other quarterback has won four MVPs. You know, he's done that. Um, he is going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, no question about it. Whether you like him or not, the dude was a bad man when he stepped under center in his prime. Yeah, uh, strong arm, accurate arm. For a number of years, he would he would always have the top uh, the top uh, QB rating year in and year out. You know, and I believe right now his QB rating is either number one or number two in the National Football League, mm. even after this after this stint. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, uh, we haven't had a team where we put three quarterbacks on the team, but this team definitely has been blessed with a number of Hall of Fame quarterbacks. You're right. Um, I'll, look, I'm going to go real old school here with Don Hudson. Um, yep. Oh, yes. Guy from the receiver spot won two MVPs back in the day. He won three championships, and he led the NFL in receiving eight times. This guy was a great player, you know, I, and I get it, you know, because it was so long ago, people just sort of poo-poo it. But he did this in an era, Derek, where they didn't throw a ton either. No. So, like, he, he was the premier guy. Uh, in the league in terms of a pass catcher. He was the best in the business when he played. You know, a 1,000-yard receiver back then was such a novelty, and it was such a national story. And it's now it's like if you don't catch 1,500 yards worth of passes, people are like, eh, so what? You got 20 guys catching a 1,000 yards. But back then, you know, for teams that were so run-dominant, especially that Packers era, we had a 1,000-yard receivers, man. That was a major story. And Don Hudson was among the best of the best back in his era. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was he was awesome. All right, who else do you have? I got to put Ray Nitschke on there. You know, one of the, historically one of the best middle linebackers um, that ever played the game. Um, you know, he, you talk about tough, tenacious, and people overlook the fact that Ray Nitschke could run a little bit. He was pretty good in coverage as well, right? Um, and he parlayed his career from fifty-eight to seventy-two, all in Green Bay, uh, into a, a Hall of Fame career. Mm-hmm. Um, that Packers team, that era was such a community team. They loved their Packers, but the players didn't put themselves on pedestals. One of the greatest stories about Ray Nitschke was when he retired. Remember remember back in the day, every year you got the yellow pages? You know, yeah. the yellow pages? Yep. When, when Ray Nitschke retired, his home address and phone number were in the yellow pages. <laughs> I think Joe Paterno used to have that, too. That's crazy. <laughs> That is, yeah, I'm just looking at some of the, the stats from him. I mean, it was, he was, man, he was something. Six Pro Bowls, five championships. Oh, hmm. what, what a stud. That's a good one. That's a good one. All right, I will go uh, Herb Adderley on yes. you. Yes. Who's a Philly guy. Cornerback. How about 39 career interceptions, seven-time All-Pro, Hall of Famer, and great return man as well. Uh, you know, th- this was, he was a shutdown corner during that era, you know, and, and Lombardi didn't have to worry about giving him any help. He could handle his own. That's for sure. 
when he was drafted by Green Bay, he was he was drafted as a running back. Yeah. And because Green Bay already had two guys named Paul Horning and Jim Taylor, they moved him over to DB. Yeah. And that's where he excelled. You know, he he was the first defensive back to have a thousand return yards off interceptions. That, think about that. That's a that's, lot. That's a lot of yards, too. Oh. You know, and of course, I think he was from, he's from Philadelphia, isn't he? Uh, he is. He's a Philly guy. Yep. The I only he went I, to, I want to say he went to Northeast High. I'll pull it okay. up right now. The only thing I didn't like about him, he finished his career down in Dallas. Yeah. Uh, his first year he goes to Dallas. He helps the Cowboys win a Super Bowl. I know. Yeah. That, that was a bummer. <clears throat> But a long, illustrious uh, career in Green Bay, no question about it. Yeah, he went to Northeast High School uh, and Michigan State. So he was a first-round pick. He was drafted 12th overall in the NFL draft, and then he also was drafted in the AFL draft yeah. in, in yeah. the second round. But obviously he you know, chose to go to uh, to the Packers. Yeah. Um, okay. All right, who, who else do you have? Uh, I got to go Paul Horning, the yeah. golden boy Paul Horning. Yeah. He, was a, he was the first Heisman Trophy winner to ever be picked number one overall by an NFL team, you know, and, and you look at his career rushing yards, Rob is, is interesting. He had 3,711 yards career wise rushing 3,700, but he had 50 touchdowns. Yeah. Every time, every time he touched the ball, it turned into gold. Plus, you know, even in college, he kicked field goals and kicked off. That's right. Yeah. And he was a college quarterback who yeah. they, 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 he could do anything. Like he could catch the ball, run the ball, throw the ball. He was, he was very versatile. And he, he led the league in scoring three times and, and you yeah. know, obviously a hall of famer. Um, and his career was cut short because he developed this pinched nerve in his back uh, and his neck and it cost him his last professional year. But uh, you know, you look at his overall stats, you're thinking that's not hall of fame worthy, but in his era, because of his, durability and to, to not only play running back, but to kick as well is part of the reason why he got into the hall of fame. Yeah. It's uh it's pretty, he led the, he led the NFL in scoring three straight years. Uh, yep. And, and you know, that's a, in and of itself, pretty remarkable feat for sure. Uh, I'll go Willie Davis, defensive end five time, all pro. Uh, the guy was just a, a force. Keep in mind, this is pre sack, you know, as a legitimate stat. So it's hard to, to, to really gauge and measure just how great this guy's numbers were, but you know, pretty sweet, man. That, that, that guy was, that guy was the real deal. He's one of my all time favorite small for a DN at 6'3", yep. 243 pounds. You know, the small defensive end has become commonplace now, but back then that was a big guys at 6'3", 243. Um, as I read up on Willie Davis, you know, and, 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 and thought I knew my Packers, Packers history here, here's a one element I found that I didn't really know about. There's a guy named John Turney who was a member of the Professional Football Research Association. And he said as he went back, and you know, Willie Davis was one of the guys that he he studied closely. He said technically during his era, Willie Davis had over 120 sacks. Mm. And he said between 1963 and 1965, he had well over 40 sacks. Obviously, they didn't take statistics on sacks back then. But that means Willie Davis was constantly in people's backfields, you know, 120 sacks in his era for the time he played. It's but, incredible. You know, he, he was a part of the five five Packer Dynasty Championships and the two Super Bowls. Yep. Very prominent player, Hall of Fame player, no doubt about it. All right. Did we did we mention Jim Taylor? If we didn't, I'll go Jim Taylor. Yeah, Jim, you know, the, the tandem of Horning and Taylor Chiefs. Oh, fullback, uh, over 8,200 yards out of the fullback spot, 91 touchdowns, six-time All-Pro. Uh, you know, great blocker, great runner, really versatile. This is when the game – 
you know, tight uh, fullback was still a big part of the NFL back then. Yeah, it's been really, you know, downsized now. But uh, Jim Taylor was a was a massive part of that. It's it's amazing how we, as we grew up, we always hear about teams adapting to what other teams do. Everybody knew year in and year out the, the Packers were going to run that famous Packer sweep, and nobody could stop it. Two pulling guards, lead blocker, ball carrier, nobody could stop it. And nobody ran it better than, than Jim Taylor and Paul Horning out of that backfield. Um, no question. Jim Taylor uh, is one of my all-time favorite Packers. Tough. You know, I think he was like a he was like a John Riggins before there was a John Riggins. You know, tough as nails player. Uh, definitely worthy of being on that list. All right. Uh, I, I have a couple more I can throw in if you don't have go more. Go ahead. All go right. ahead. I've got several, but go ahead. I think Sterling Sharp uh, unfortunately doesn't make the list, but should have or could have or would have had he stayed healthy. Um, he was on he was on his way to not only being a Packer all-time great, but a, but a Hall of Famer. Uh, I think he was a five-time All-Pro. Uh, it's a shame. It, it was cut short for him, but he was on a path. To, to being one of the all-time greats at the receiver position. So I'll, I'll just throw – I'll give him a little love. Yeah, when, when a guy named Brett Favre came onto the scene, um, the connection of Sterling Sharp to Favre was, was second to none in the National Football League. And it's a shame that a neck injury, you know, uh, cost him his career. I think he only played seven seasons in the National Football League, but there's no question he would have been a Hall of Famer yeah. um, in his career. A strong, fast, great hands. But you're right. You got to give you got to give Sterling some love. Speaking of wide receivers, you got to go James Lofton. You know, James Lofton played 16 seasons in the NFL. Oof. His first nine were in Green Bay, mm-hmm. and what he was able to do with with that team was unbelievable. Um, you know, when he came out of Stanford, his senior year in Stanford, he only had 57 catches, but he had a thousand yards receiving Jeez. and 14 touchdowns. That's how lethal James Lofton was coming out of college. Unfortunately, he played on a lot of bad Green Bay teams. Yeah, it didn't time up well for him. No. Yeah. 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 Was, it was uh he had a great career. I mean, whether it was what Buffalo or some of the other stops yeah. that he made, you know, he he had, he had a heck of a career. Still does uh broadcasting, does Westwood One yeah. stuff. Uh, he had, he had five seasons where he averaged uh more than 20 yards to catch. Five seasons in his career. What? No kidding. Yeah, that's a phenomenal career for him. Yeah. Wow. All right. Any other ones that you would uh you would throw in there? You got to give Leroy Butler some love. Played his entire twelve yeah. year career in Green Bay. One yeah. of the best strong safeties that ever played the game. And of course, as we talked about the other day, I believe it was because it was his birthday, he's the one that, that invented that Lambo leap. Yep. You know, he had uh nine hundred fifty three tackles in his career, thirty eight interceptions, twelve forced fumbles, uh, first defensive back in NFL history. Uh, what, let me see. What I can't even read my. Oh, he was the first defensive back in NFL history to get to the 2020 club in terms of interceptions and quarterback sacks. So Leroy Butler definitely has to be on that list. Uh, yeah, I just think he was so. Hey, uh, he was just good. He was versatile. He could do a lot of different things. He was a selfless player. Yeah. I always thought he'd end up being a head coach uh, in the NFL, at least at the collegiate level. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I think he came from Florida State. I think that's where he yeah. came from. But he was a great player, uh, that's for sure. All right, let's uh, let's get a timeout in here. Let's come back. We'll do some birthdays. We'll do some movies. We'll uh, circle back to some things that we didn't get to uh, a little bit earlier in the program. So we'll get a quick timeout. We'll come back. He's Derek. I am Rob. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk about Razor 
technology, specifically disaster recovery, because the middle of an emergency is the wrong time to wonder who is in charge and how to respond. Restoring malfunctioning systems, rebooting complex servers, and reconfiguring applications, plus bringing backups online and reauthorizing users all takes time. And the longer it takes, the more damage that a business is exposed to. Rage Technology helps growing businesses develop a disaster recovery plan that protects all their essential data. Razor ensures that all your critical systems are backed up and that backups are regularly checked to ensure that they can be deployed at a moment's notice. Depend on Razor Technology, your trusted IT managed service provider, to save time and money on your IT and cloud services. Find out if your business is built to recover from a data disaster by calling Razor Technology today at 866 797 3282 866. 797-3282, or visit them online at razor-tech.com. That's razor-tech.com. Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV. Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. For the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement. But would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left. Thank you, Mama. Mama, go. Oh, Mama! She did it. Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. E A G L E S. Eagles. 
We're back. That's Derek. I'm Rob. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, you ready to do a little uh, little birthdays, D-Gun? Is it that time already? It's about that time, yes. Uh, so we'll start. Has this time flown by today? It's been a quickie, for sure. Uh, well, I, yeah. I wanted to give a little bit more time to this because I had I wanted to hit you with a question off of our first birthday uh, person. So Robin Williams uh, would uh, would have turned 72 today. Okay. He was born in 1951. Lost him a few years back. Favorite Robin Williams movie for you. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. I got to think about that. That. Wow. I don't know. Wow. I probably, for me, uh, I'd probably go Goodwill Hunting. And although it, you know, it's, it's a dramatic role, you know, for him. Um, you know, and he's done a lot of them, whether it's, you know, people love him in the birdcage, like where, you know, or Mrs. Outfire oh. or whatever. But I'm, I'm going to go dramatic on this one. I, yeah, it's tough, right? There's uh, so many to choose from. Man. Uh, wow. You caught me off guard with And this. a great stand-up, too. I mean, uh, you know. See, you know, I, I hate to say this, Rob. I'm going to read them to you. You can, you can tell me which one. Um. I, I hate to say this, Rob. I was never a big fan of his as a stand-up comedian. Okay, I was just a, just a little too much, a little too frenetic. Yeah, was, yeah. You know, um, I just I just didn't think he was funny. I I, I loved him as an actor, right? Um, I just I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. You know, and I, and I know a lot of people loved him. You know, I mean, he was great in the sitcom Mork and Mindy, right? Um, I don't know. I would have it could be. Good morning, Vietnam for me. Oh, he's great in that. Um, he was really good in Dead Poets Society as the Dead teacher. Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, I liked him in, um, in The World According to Garp, which was one of his early yeah, movies. Yeah, you know, he was good in there. And oh, I'd say Moscow and the Hudson. That's a great one. Yeah, another early one. Yeah, yeah. that's a good one. Yeah. Okay, okay. Wow. Uh, yeah, but he was he was a force, man. He was definitely a force to be reckoned with, uh, for sure. All right, uh, Ernest Hemingway, the great writer. Uh, Ernest Hemingway, who was, uh, you know, uh, a different kind of character, too. But he was born on this day in 1899, was Ernest Hemingway. Uh, and you could see landmarks from Ernest all over uh, uh, Key West. He was a Key West guy yeah. uh, towards the end of his life. Uh, Don Knotts, Barney Fife, the Pfeiffer. Yes, 1924 he was born uh, from Andy Griffith and Three's Company and all the other stuff that he did. Yep. He had just one of those faces you couldn't help but laugh. Exactly. You know, the buggy eye, the bulging bug eyes and everything that he had. You just cracked up. All right. Uh, Josh Hartnett, the actor, is 45 today. Cat Stevens, the singer, is 75 today. Yep. Edward Herman, who's in a lot of stuff, who's a very good character actor over the years, is 70 today. Uh, Betty Gilpin, the actress, is 37 today. Rory Culkin, who's one of the little brothers of Macaulay Culkin, yep. is 34 today. Former Sixer DeAndre Jordan is 35 today. John Lovitz, uh, former Saturday Night Live uh, uh, character, actor as well, uh, is 66. Allie Landry is 50 today, the actress. Yep. CeCe Sabathia uh, mm -hmm. is 43 today. George Wallace, the comedian, is 71 years old today. Funny. Yep. Oh, very funny. Justin Bartha, the actor, he was in The Hangovers, is 45 today. David Carr, David Carr, Derek's brother, uh, is 44 today. You see him on the NFL Network doing work there. 
the director, Norman Jewison, Jewison yep. is 97 today. Tamika Catchings, the uh, former WNBA star, is 44. John Dorenbos, Derek. Yes, sir. The magician himself, the long-snapping magician, is 45 years old today. All right, who else do you have movie? Or- uh, we got Damian Marley, the youngest son of Bob Marley. Uh, the musician is 45 on this day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alyssa, Alyssa Reiner uh, from Orange is the New Black is 53. Yep. Um, an old actor who played in a great series I watched way back when. It's called 12 O'Clock High. It was like one of those uh, a fighter pilot, you know, back in the day fighter pilot. Uh, okay. he's Paul Burke it was born on this day in 1926. The former wrestler, Bob Orton, was born on this day in 1929. Terry Long, NFL lineman for the Steelers, was a good friend of mine, and what a tragic life he had. Took his own life. Um, He was born on this day in 1959. Uh, Let's see, we got uh, former major leaguer Dave Henderson um, is was born on this day in 1958. Mm -hmm. Merciless, who was a former linebacker, mostly with the Houston Texans, yeah, 33. And former U.S. Attorney General Janet Reno was born on this day in 1938. Okay. All right, so we go to the movies now. Uh, some good ones here. Dunkirk, very good. If you haven't had a chance yes. to check that out. Yes. Um, from 2017, Do the Right Thing, uh, one of Spike Lee's originals uh, with Danny Aiello and crew uh, from 1989. 2000, What Lies Beneath, that's Harrison Ford and yep. Paul Pfeiffer. 2006, Lady in the Water. I did, Not a lot of other ones really kind of caught my eye. Anything else that you uh, – uh, kids movie Troll Hunters is pretty funny. Rise of the Titans, 2021. Girls Trip was a funny movie mm-hmm. uh, from 2017. And then the movies you mentioned yesterday that officially came out today, Barbie and Oppenheimer, both come out today. Now, I told you that I wouldn't go see Barbie. But for some reason, my brother randomly texted me and said, hey, last night I took my goddaughter. He's back in Minneapolis for a few weeks. Okay. He's going to my goddaughter to go see the Barbie movie. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, you went to see Barbie? He goes, yeah, actually, I enjoyed it. I'm like, what? Now, I know my wife and daughters have been talking about going to see it. Oh, you're going to go. Now it's piquing my interest, you know. And do I need to see this movie? You know, and you know, it's Margot Robbie's in it, you know, yep. and uh, I don't know who else the cast is in it. Ryan but... Gosling is the okay. uh, lead. Yep. yep. Yeah. But I'm thinking, you know, I've, I've gone to so many family movies in recent years because of, uh, you know, grandkids and stuff now. Um Maybe, maybe I'll turn, change my mind. I don't know. Maybe, but I don't. I don't want to spend the money to see it. But maybe I'll watch it when it comes out on demand. Right. How often? Like, I, I don't know. Per year, how how many movies would you say you see per year? In the, in the movie, in the movies, not see movies. Oh. In the movie, oh in my the goodness. Yeah. I would say if I'm lucky, two. I'm about the same. I was going to say yeah. two or three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm on demand. You know. And, and on demand, you know, and, and, and different movie sites like Prime now and HBO. And um, I, I usually wait for them to come out. You know, you pay the 20 bucks, get to watch them in the comfort of your home. Right. You know, I got my own popcorn, my own beverages, own bathroom. Yeah, you know. That's the thing. Like, even if it's if you're running it for 20 bucks, like initially yeah. you're like, ooh, 20. But think about it. Yeah. You, two tickets, popcorn. Yeah. You pay you know, more, more soda, whatever. You're getting killed with that. And the good thing about being at home is you, you know, you take a bathroom break, you can always pause it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and if, as long as, you know, you might watch it and tell the kids, Hey, if they're not around or they're at work, Hey, you might want to check this out. I only have it for like 24 hours, but yeah, you, yeah. you can get a, kind of a double dip out of it too. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. 
which, which is good. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm with you and I'm glad I am. Look, don't get me wrong. I'm glad to see, I, I, I was reading something where it said that, um, people are returning to the movies, you know, a, a little yeah. bit stronger than, than with, you know, obviously pandemic and all that, which is great. I mean, that's just jobs for people. It's, it's, it's never a bad thing for sure. So it has come back to some extent. People are getting back to the movies. Yeah, there are still people who um, are, still, are still fearful of being back in places like movie theaters, airplanes, yep. because of the pandemics. You still see a number of people still wearing the mask, yep. um, especially older people still wearing the mask because of that. And I understand, yep. um, you know, um, but I'm surprised it's taken this long for people to start returning to movie theaters. I'll tell you what, the one thing I like about the movie theaters now is most of them, and I would say it's, it's almost transitioned to all of them, is you go online and you pick your own seats now. That is nice. So if you it's get- not random you, like it used to no, be. Yeah. Yeah. If you're running late and you got like four or five people with you, you don't have to, okay, you three sit here, we'll sit over here. Mm-hmm. You have your seats reserved, you all still you get to sit together. Well, and the other thing is that the experience of it is cool. Don't get me wrong. I mean, when you have yeah. that kind of crazy surround sound and a lot yeah. of it, now yeah. they have the reclining chair. Like it is, it is a nice experience. It's fine. Like it's, I, it's good. To, if you can pull it off financially, it's good to do every once in a while. And it's a good date night, whatever, just to get out. And yeah. So that's another thing. It's, it's in some ways they've made it almost like being in your own home. All the seats now recline with it the electric, you know, uh, reclining buttons on the side of them. You yeah. can kick your feet up. The only problem is if you're me, you mess around and fall asleep. I'm snoozing. I got my son and my daughter. Oh, dad, dad, dad. I remember my son was little, man, like three-ish, okay? And we went to it was, remember Jerry Seinfeld came out that, that the, the B movie or something it was called where he was a B flying, I don't know. So we go to that thing and it, frankly, it stunk. Okay. So like a half hour in, I'm, and, and, you know, like that was during the time where like you're getting no sleep as a, as a parent, like, yep. you know, and I'm like, I was out, man. And he didn't, yeah, he didn't wake me up or anything, but we came home and he was like, daddy slept the whole movie. I'm like, Oh, here we go. I'm going to, but yeah, he dined me out. He dined me out. What are you going to do? I spent all that money for nothing. I know. I woke up and I'm like, there was like 10 minutes left in the movie. And I'm looking around. You know how it is. You're like trying to catch yourself. What did I miss? But uh, yeah, it was, uh, thankfully, nobody noticed. We were like in a corner somewhere. I'm looking at what Chris D. She said, now, that's one I would go to the movie. The new Mission Impossible is out. Oh, for sure. And she for said sure. the movies are just under $8. What? Oh, where she's at. Maybe yeah, where she's in Portugal. In, in Portugal. Yeah. Yeah. Just well, all right, Chris. So how does that work? I mean, is it, is it subtitles or are you do are you like how does it work? Um, well, she in, says she's taking Portuguese over there. Is she? Yeah, like are you fluid enough to be able to watch a movie like dubbed into into you know Portuguese? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I I would always I would wonder about that. I Tone saw it. He said he gave it like a, a thumbs up. He thought it was good. Okay. okay. Yeah. But, I, I mean, just the stunts in that would be worth it. Yeah. yeah. And he does he does almost all of his own stunts, Cruz. I don't know how much longer he'd keep doing that at this point, but yeah. Uh in English with Portuguese okay. subtitles. Okay, that's the way they do it. Yep. You see, I don't know if, even if I was fluent in another language. Yeah. I want to hear I want to see it in English. I don't, I don't want to see it in another language, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um that's pretty cool. In English with Portuguese subtitles. Okay. Yeah. Right. That's awesome. Uh very cool. All right. So let's uh let's recap what we have, Derek. Uh the Eagles will start camp Tuesday. That much we know. We're in a holding pattern with the Sixers um, because 
it's going to be a little while, it feels like, with James Harden and or Tobias Harris. Phillies play three in Cleveland. They go Suarez tonight. They go Wheeler tomorrow and then Nola. Then they come back for uh, the Baltimore Orioles, who are in first place in the AL East. Yeah. That's going to be a good series. That's a fun one. That's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday uh, with the Phillies and the Orioles. And you know – yeah, there's going to be a lot of Orioles fans coming down, too. Oh, yeah. Get that easy ride. That's for sure. All right. Uh, that was fun. That was fun. I want to thank Tone to Shields, Tone. Great job producing the program, man. We appreciate it, as always, Tone. Uh, thanks to all of you uh, in the chat section and all of you streaming and listening. Listen, we, we, we do it. Thank you, Tone. We do appreciate it, everybody. Uh, every day that you, get, you hang out with us and you know, we're rolling into football season and it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun uh, for football with the Eagles, because this is going to be a heck of a ride. <laughs> you know, that's for sure with this season starting up man. it is it's going to be a blast. All right. Uh, listen, have a great weekend, everybody. Derek, have a great weekend with your honey. You All right. And uh, we'll be back same time on Monday. So don't go anywhere. You have Dan Cilio and the National Football Show is coming your way for the next three hours. So stay tuned for Dan. Everybody, enjoy your weekend, and we will see you back here, same time, same channel, on Monday. For Derek, I'm Rob. We have been, uh, you've been watching Sports Day. Thanks. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.